The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respected managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to a brand new episode. Name of this episode is Run You Fools! I don't remember why, but there it is. Uh, fine episode, and uh, several reasons why you should uh, stick through the whole thing. First of all, in broken news, Shannon loses his mind over some DC stuff that, I don't know, you, if you're aware of, you're going to freak out along with him, and if you're not aware of it, you're just going to sit there with your mouth agape and go, it's what? But, <laughs> very excited. Stay till the end, though, for the Celebrity Powerhouse edition of this. Uh, uh, Jimmy Martin just brings it. He's got uh, He's interviewing uh, Sandra Bullock. Uh, Travante Rhodes, Susan Beer, Steve Carell, Robert Zemeckis, Rob Marshall, uh, Ben, uh, it's, I can't remember his last name, uh, Emily Mortimer, Lynn manuel Miranda, Emily Blunt, those five people from uh, Mary Poppins, uh, Welcome to Marwin, and Bird Box. He will interview those people and review the movies at the end of this episode. So stand by for all of that. And as always, we want to thank our Fine, fine sponsors. They're open seven days a week. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Hold service is free. With that, you get a 10% discount of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. They're at 2043 East, 3300 South. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Cabin Fever, of course. Wishing you the happiest of the holiday season. From retro games and puzzles to books, gift wrap, and greeting cards. Located inside the Trolley Square uh, at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. It's Cabin Fever so much more than a card store. Uh, the Twin Sons Cafe. Daniel has started a GoFundMe campaign for the cafe to generate some working capital. He needs a beer and wine license, that kind of thing. Go to uh, GoFundMe.com and search Twin Sons, S-U-N-S, Cafe, and it will pop right up. Black Velvet Boutique, they have moved, finally, 59, uh, let's see, it's 595 South State Street in Clearfield. They're open seven days a week as usual. Uh, your favorite locally owned sexual wellness resource has moved to a new location. Go and see them. Ask uh, Oh, and mention uh, the radio show I work at, and you'll get special discounts. Radio from Hell. Uh, Haster Games, of course. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products, they buy your uh, pre-owned board games and magic products as well. So go to Haster Games, located at 6831 South State, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 on Sunday. It's a great place to stay and play. Booze Teak, of course. Go see Ivy at Booze Teak. Get uh, 15% off your entire purchase when you tell them Geek Show says hey. They got your uh, holiday party wine and cocktail essentials. They're located at 315 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake. Open 11-ish to 7 uh, every day uh, through December. And uh, like I said, mention uh, Geek Show to get 15% off. All right? Okay, let's get to the episode. Run, you fools! Give us a message or two and we'll get right to it. Please to enjoy. Dr. Volts has got what you need this Christmas. Back issues are 20 to 50% off all December long. And with new sales each and every week. December 1st through the 8th, toys and statues are 20% off. The 9th through the 15th, graphic novels are 20% off. The 16th through the 31st, everything store-wide is 20% off. They're open seven days a week, hold services free, and with that you get a 10% discount of $20 or more, and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South. Get what you want this Christmas at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. 
fucking delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Sons Cafe and Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsonscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Sons, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, it's food is. Hey, welcome back to the basement. Ah, yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm right. so excited. I'm a little scarred from the conversation that was happening. <laughs> I know, right? We're running out of room in the closet because Jay's weird. in here with us now. Hey. <laughs> Jay joined us. Hey, what's up? Well, let me ask you a question, Jay. What's up? What's, uh, what's that? Flavor He's got a mustache. I got a mustache. It's Mustache Movember. What's, what's this? It, oh, wait, that's over. Okay, so <laughs> I had to be in uni- As we record this, uh, I had to be in uniform, and I had, yes. I had a goatee, ah. and I was running late, so I said, fuck it. So I you decided it. to save an extra 1.5 seconds by not exactly. shaving your upper hey, lip. Hey, first of all, black hair is different, okay? <laughs> I think you yeah. look, I think you look It don't good. just come off like just you see you got that straight fine hair. I could just pluck. There you go. I got mm. DNA mail it to ancestry.com right now. <laughs> they already have mine. But my shit is coarse, it's rough. It's like a brillo pad on my face. So, so just change your razor more often. I don't. I don't have a razor, man. What do you well, no, use? Bowie use, use your fucking no, I, vision. <laughs> no, Jay, I, I think you like blade. I take a blade. <laughs> and <then> I, just <laughs> I take my Bowie knife out yeah. after I've sharpened it. Yeah. No, Jay. I think you look like blade, and I think it's great. I watched Blade. Did you, is night. that is that maybe why maybe. we have this going on here? I don't know. We so, I watch, you got those tribal tattoos on your fucking head, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right there. <laughs> fucking Blade's barber is a is a work of art. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I'm I'm looking at him right now. I thought now. Blade did his own hair. You know, he spends all that time hunting vampires. When does he have time to sit down and have that done? That's I what I. No, want I mean, to know. well, and you have to think about it. He's a day walker. That's day the walker. reason why he goes the daytime That's what he does. barbershop. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to the barbershop. He gets up a couple hours early. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Makes sense. I I'm, get it now. I'm growing the, in a, the adult beard. Yeah, it's looking and good. It, and it's driving me fucking nuts because the gray hairs mm-hmm. are like a completely different kind of hair. They are. Yes. Makes me so fucking yeah. mad. It's like it's thinner, s- like weaker hair. They're, and it's, and it like sticks straight out. Yeah. yeah. See, my yeah, all my hair is curly. Uh-huh. So when I get a gray hair, it's like... Yeah. I got a gray pube, and that shit is like... Prominent. Oh. It's uh. Afro Gandalf. <laughs> Afro Gandalf. Afro Gandalf is my new favorite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my new rap name. Yeah, yeah, my new rap name. I actually, no, that's too much information. I heard that. Afro Gandalf on KRCL last yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. He did about 16 minutes of freestyle. Yeah. And it was real so. bad? It was all about the parking lot magna. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was he was weird. like, Hobbits, Lorena Bobbit. Like, that was yeah. Afro Gandalf. Afro Gandalf, part of Run You Fools. Not Run the Jewels, but Run You Fools. Stop it. Don't ever. Do you have a license for that joke, sir? Do you have a license for that? That was a good joke. That was, that was a fucking good. Joke. I'm like tweeting that. it before you can. There ain't nothing to it. You lost your unit sitting in the spa down in Florida. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's pretty amazing. Oh J- Jay Whitaker, everyone. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good morrow, good evening, home, and good night if you're listening it's to us. Morning. Thank you so much for joining the Geek Show podcast. My name is Jay Whitaker. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn Premium, at it's Jay Whitaker. Oh, premium? Yeah, you know. I don't pay for that. Uh, sometimes you got to do that. And, and so uh, catch me on, uh, catch me on. I got some shows com- upcoming. Uh, may, I, may I plug them right now? No, please. Okay, December 15th. Um, I, was, I was on tour for a little bit, but if you're in the Salt Lake area, 
I'm back home. December 15th, I'm doing two shows. That was so last that, week. That was last week. Oh, shit. All right. That, it was a great time. I hope you guys <laughs> made it. Uh, did the best I could. Uh, thanks for coming out. Sorry I shit all over the stage. That's fine. Today's, <laughs> today's the 17th. Oh, the 17th? All right. It was a great time two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but I do have a bunch more shows coming in you January. Uh, January uh, 5th through 6th. 5th, 6th, and 7th, I'll be Tampa, Jacksonville, Orlando, then back here January 12th and 13th at Wise Guys Ogden with the Dry Bar Tour. Me and Shane Smith, Alex Bluto, Steve Solberg. Then we're back on the road uh, January 15th, 16th, 17th in uh, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. And then February 14th through 15th, or February 14th through the 16th, we are in uh, New Brunswick, Niagara Falls. That's it. That's all. I, that's the only information I got. I right want now. the listeners to know that he did not read that off of any paper. That was all straight out of your head. Thank you. I appreciate you that. You remembered all of that. I can remember that many dates. That's why I got the LinkedIn premium. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I should get it for. <laughs> that's what he should get it for. He's Quad T. I know my birthday. <laughs> that's about it. You tell your wives. Yes, my wife. Oh, you had to think. Do you know what? Do you know what year? Uh, yeah. Good sure. job. I do. Thank you. You're ahead of like 39% of the men out there. <laughs> That's right. 39? It's not yeah. just the men. I don't know my boyfriend's birthday. See? Yeah, my, my wife doesn't know how old I am. I think it's the 13th of Which March, is funny. Maybe. Sorry, because Lee, nobody knows how old you actually really, are. Really, they don't. He is eternal, actually. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mini <clears throat> Time is a construct. It is. So it's gender. Wah, wah. Check hey. me out on the construct of Twitter. At <laughs> <Quad> Tony. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, or on the Geek Show here every week or every other week on the Gadget Spot podcast. The G Spot. The G Spot yeah. podcast. Yeah. 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 Very easy to find on iTunes. No, and <laughs> the G Spot is very hard to find. <laughs> Jay, I'm just following your lead and you're leading me bad places. <laughs> He's She's being led bad places. <laughs> she's it's our returning me. champion, Kari. The worst. Uh, you can follow <laughs> me on Twitch TV at Peachy Kari. So that's twitch.tv slash Peachy Kari. Uh, I live in a house now that I bought. Is it so under the sea? Yeah. Yeah. What? Because he's dead. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, our, our basement tested positive for radon, so hopefully we installed our radon mitigation system, and I don't have lung cancer. Oh, um, yeah, oh, that's, good. yeah. That's the hope, anyway. Uh, you can also catch me on Twitter at Peachiestkari. Uh, don't add me on Facebook, even though I know that a single, like a handful of you will anyway, because it's funny. And it's not funny. You'll be sad when Aha! you're done. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't follow me. You'll be sad. Yeah. You can also follow me on Instagram at Peachiestkari if you want. The tragedy of your lives when you follow Kari on the social medias. <laughs> it's getting, getting woke is really not fun. It's like taking, the, not. It's taking the red pill, or right? Red pill? Which which pill does the reality? Kari hit? woke me, and it was not. It was the yeah. worst night of my life. It was the worst night of his life. <laughs> Actually, he had to relive the L.A. riots, and that's not. Yeah. Nice. I think it's the blue pill. I've is it learned. the blue pill? No, it's true. True story. Carl no. woke me, and it was not a fun night. Is the red pill the one that wakes you up, or is it the blue pill? Somebody help me here. I'm looking. I'm it's looking. It's the okay. purple pill. That's the <laughs> one we take. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, he, he, huh? uh, you take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed, so it's the red pill that is the one that wakes you up. So yeah. You'll get red pilled, but not in the weird incel virgin thing way. I'm tired. Yeah, because they guys. they use that. They, yeah. yeah, don't don't use their don't use that I'll, terminology. We'll, we'll, a, we'll find a different one. Oh. Lee George Cade. <laughs> Hi. There's no segue for this. No, there's man. a funny there's a funny challenge that tends to happen where I refuse to say anything, so Carrie can't segue into me. That's, right. <laughs> That's no, I've seen you do that. It's, it's fucking it's, great. It's it's a it's a it's a really passive aggressive form of high fuckery. So, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, there are only two things that I really know for sure in this world. Two things. One, Colin McGregor, Royal Air Force pilot, has the best call sign in the world. Number two. Well, what is it? OB2. 
He's Ewan McGregor's brother. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> there we go. That's great. And number two, uh, I, I am trying desperately with my with my new job as a writer for Bleeding Cool to uh, be given the keys to the Gotham Castle. So even though it may have already happened by now, I am pressuring the TV editor, Ray, into giving me that assignment because I am the reviewer Gotham needs. It's a terrible show. And I am an enthusiastic writer. So <laughs> just good. go to the main page, home, click on contact, scroll down to TV, and you're going to see Ray. He's the head writer for TV. And just send him a nice message, not a mean message. Don't be assholes, because frankly, Ray won't give me the job to write for Gotham, and then you will lose out on all the fun. Now, here's the thing you need to know. When Lee, when Lee says it's a terrible show. I love it. He's not going to shit on it in his no, reviews. I'm going to praise its terribleness. Yes. I That's am, why we love it. I am going to put it on the pedestal that it deserves. I'm going to sing its praises as only Jim Gordon can sing the praises of Lee when she gets strung out on some kind of super drug and starts wearing black lipstick and murdering people because ah, yeah, Harvey, Lee's got the bad lipstick on. She's going to murder people again. So I, I need to review Gotham, so please let Ray know that it might be the 47th best decision he's ever made. The 47th. He's wow. <clears throat> uh, Shannon Burnson, everyone. <laughs> I don't even know how to follow that. Hey, Shannon. You know? <laughs> We're all being so right? stubborn. Why are we punishing Carrie? What, oh, it's because he put us in the closet. That's why. That's uh, no, I wasn't there for nobody that. Nobody puts babies in the closet. Um, Carrie keeps us hostage. Like it's In the time it's, closet? In yeah. Clo- yeah. It's oh, the yeah. only way. Uh, come down and see me at Lucky 13, uh, Wednesday nights, where I do my pub quiz. Uh, 8.30, good times. It is. A uh, little heads up to the, 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 the listeners. I'm going to have to be leaving early. Uh, before the episode ends. So one of y'all got to decide who's going to do the sign-off. Oh, no. Oh, I'll do the sign-off. Do, do you want to do oh, it? Actually, Kari should do it. Let Kari do it. We always take care of our guests. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I, so I get to go do a really cool thing uh, at uh, the depot here. The Despot? Uh, yeah. Uh, st- uh, little Steven. Steven Van Zant from the E Street Band, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm-hmm. member uh, and huge supporter of Teachers. Uh, is doing a, it's called the Teacher Solidarity Tour, and I because I'm a teacher, I get to go down, uh, mingle with other teachers, get some free food and drinks, uh, take a class about how to use rock and roll in the classroom. I get to meet little Steven, and then I get to watch him uh, and his band play for free tonight. You're gonna oh, cry. That's awesome. You're That's really cool. Su- like it's like he's gonna cry. That's well, I'm like well, it's, it's a good venue to see it. In. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Like, the, I love you know what? It's nice. Show. It's nice that somebody gives a shit about teachers and has given us something. Not like the voters in fucking Utah. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you guys for not fuck passing you. that through. Can I tell you a story just really <laughs> fast? It's the fastest story, I swear. So I had a teacher named Mr. White, and he played us the uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Uh-huh. Yes. And he made us write our names on bricks, and we put them on the wall for the school year. And he was like, listen, he's like, we're going to analyze this song a little bit. And we had basically come to the conclusion that it was like ironic. And he was like... He was like, I will never make you guys feel like cogs in a machine. He's like, you'll never be bricks in a wall. It was really cool, and I'll never forget. It was seventh fucking grade, and I'm telling you the story now. It changed my life because the teacher was emphasizing individuality and using mm. rock and roll to kind of like teach yeah. us about That's it. That's really cool. It really changed my life. He's great. And he was also a jazz radio host at night. Wow. He had a really deep, silky voice. <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I want him. I know, right? <laughs> well, there's some more irony about that because that the lyrics in the wall says, we don't need no education, and that's a double negative. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. education. 
<laughs> but that's, and that's I'm, part of the genius. I'm positive that my wow. uncle talked like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if, if you want to go down the Pink Floyd hole, I'm your guy. Yeah, uh, I know. You love him. Uh, if actually, you want, yeah. Carrie has a new show on Sirius uh, Radio. It's on 2 a.m. on Sunday mornings. It's called the Pink Floyd Hole. <laughs> He's our host. He's our host, Carrie Jackson. Oh, hi. Uh, hi. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. Not the jazz radio? No. That was you the, should, you, I would like you to do jazz I've radio. worked every format. I've done every position at every radio station, and I've worked every format except for jazz. Hey, Silky Even Jack. hip, wait, hip hop? I did hip hop. Whoa. I love that. No, that's, oh, that's you did. hilarious. Because I used to come in and record bits with you. Yes. Yeah. No, we, we did. What, U92, was it? wasn't it? No, it was, uh, it was uh, ZHT at yeah. the time. What, what years? Uh, 94.9. The Chronic was the, the big album. Okay, yeah, Dr. Dre, yeah. Yeah, I, remember we, I was the first person to play a track from that album in Salt Lake City. It was, it was 1995. <laughs> I like Kerry Jackson in his pastel plaid and yeah. the thought of him playing The Chronic, yeah. and, like completely unironically. I think yeah. that's lovely. No, I love it. Like that, that, would be, that would be my NPR of hip-hop right there. Yeah, I love it. it would. Yeah. Hi, I'm Terry Gross. We did that, <laughs> we, we do that um, West Valley 84120. That's where. Yeah. <laughs> that's also the station that it's time for Cake with Lee George Cade originated. Exactly. And we had that Ask that's Satan. That's cool, man. I like. Was it like Ask Satan? Ask we had Ask Satan. Yeah. Had, yeah. I can't it believe was, Carrie's been edgy since before I was born. So yeah. strange, strange story. Your your stint on KZHT is what got me my job on KKMX in Oregon, because uh, we still had a little bit of the recordings there, and because of some of the stuff that you taught me, I was able to, mm-hmm. for lack of better words, bullshit my experience uh, a little bit and. He's the guy that replaced you. The station manager at the station in Oregon mm-hmm. was the guy who replaced you on KZHT after you left. Really? Yeah. It's a small so world. What was, was his name? His name was Mike Carter. Uh. And he was a super nice guy. But then I was like, yeah, I did some work. I actually learned a lot of production work with my friend Kerry Jackson at KZHT. And he pulled out the bumper stickers and all this other shit. And he was so excited. He hired me like 30 seconds later. Wow. So KZHT was good to me. Wow. Oh. It was it was good to me for a brief period of time. It was a nice, des- uh, it, it was a nice truck stop for you. It was it was a good truck stop for me. It uh, it uh, it. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. All right, <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell you off the air. I'll tell you off the show. What's up? Um, what you got for so us? So this was a few weeks ago. Uh oh. And I was going to do this story, and now I've looked at it again and I've changed my mind. So we're not going to do it. The headline is. Avengers 4 director Joe Russo just hinted that Chris Evans' cat might not be done yet. And you know what? I don't... Yeah. That's Garbage. speculation. We'll know when we know. It's a co- You know what? You know what the thing is? It's a fucking comic book movie. So yeah. you know what? They'll do whatever shit, they want. It, it's a, when shit doesn't play out the way that people expect... It's a fucking comic book. Yeah. And it's a movie. We'll just yeah. wreck yeah. on it. There's yeah, we'll wreck on it. There's two things Chris Evans has taught me. Sincere Captain America is the best Captain America. Yes. And babies taste best. Yes. <laughs> He's not proud of that last one, though. Hey, yeah. Snowpiercer is one of the best movies ever made. No, I just support. mean he wasn't proud of eating babies no, in the movie. He was not. Yeah. Has anyone seen the TV? Is the TV series hit yet? I don't think Snowpiercer? so. Snowpiercer? It's on Amazon, I want to say. He's a very oh, no, handsome it has not. They're it making has not. A, yeah, they're making a TV series. Well, it's, it's a series of French comic books, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. But I, I think Snowpiercer is one of those movies that I put on when I really want to feel good about our future. Is that the one about the talking train? No, mm. it had not had a talking train car. It would have made it an even better that, movie. Yeah, that's, that train wait, talk. that's Thomas wait. the fucking tank engine. Yeah, I was just like, wait a minute. Okay, my son, no, watched, my son used to watch so, them so, shit. Snowpiercer is about a hypersonic train that travels around the world after climate change freezes it over. If that train could fucking talk... Oh my god! Ultimate. Is that what Snowpiercer is about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. About a talking train, yeah. And it's yeah. like it, the rich people live up front, <laughs> yeah, and the poor people live in the back, and they're like eating each other. So it's and like shit. the Jetsons. yeah, the train, the train goes around, and and like uh, what? 
in the guy, name of non-colonized Jesus is this. Doesn't doesn't have a hand because he taught all the people on the train a lesson because they were like they were eating babies to stay alive because the rich people weren't putting the food back for That's him. a plentiful it's a, food source. It is a class struggle movie. Uh, but yeah, there's one guy, he doesn't have a hand anymore, and you find out later on it's because he cut his hand off to feed people so that they would stop eating babies. It's an amazing fucking movie. So he's movie. pro-life. Then. And they fight their way through they, all, the, all the, the cars. All the cars. Really so yeah. it's like a tower movie, but, with, kind of, but yeah, lateral. on its side. Yeah. Fuck, I'm in! <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's and and the, train, the yeah. train goes around the world like every 365 days. It right. makes, makes one orbit around the planet. And they have they, it has this huge scoop plow on the front of it to get through obstructions when the because climate change froze the world. Yeah, and it's fucking so, bonkers. So it ha- yeah. but does it? So it has to continuously stay running. It, if it stops running, yeah. everybody will freeze to death. So what powers it? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm seeing the movie tonight. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm they ever said the what powers it. I'm there's, it's, 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 no, you it's, make it's, you make it up to the engine in the movie. Yeah, yeah they make it, it up to the engine. It's, it's powered by babies. It's absolutely <laughs> bonkers. But yeah, Chris Evans has yeah. he he is literally Captain Sincerity in that movie. Right, yep. and there's yep. a lady train that talks too, and it has a bow. So no, that's fucking <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine. Or or the Stephen King book, The Wasteland. That happens in that too. And who's that comedian who's the captain of it? Oh, it's not uh, George Carlin. George. What the fuck's wrong with you? Or Ringo Starr? <laughs> no, Dreamtime sure. Station. No, but I want to. I want to see her version <laughs> of, of Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah. I want to see hers. No, Snowpiercer like, is very good. You're gonna start like Jurassic World news. She goes. Right, and like the dinosaur sings to the little kids. And I'm they the make, baby, they do, gotta love me. They do oh crafts. Gosh. God, it'd be even better if like Ringo Starr reprised his role not only as the guy as the as the guy in the train station, but from uh, 200 Motels. Oh yeah! Wow. The Frank Zappa movie? Yeah. No, uh, you're probably the only other person at the table who saw yeah, that. Yeah, you are. I'm, uh, yeah. No, Snowpiercer is just so bleak and sad that you come out of it wishing you had watched Thomas the Tank Engine instead. Because oh, it doesn't so feel good. There's nothing that feels good about that. I like to watch that in Fury Road and just load my pistol. But yeah. I, but I want to see Thomas the Snowpiercer. <laughs> <laughs> Write that Carrie, down. Carrie, Thomas the Snowpiercer. Carrie, I think you just named <laughs> yeah. the show yourself. Thomas the Snowpiercer. Oh, oh my is God. Is that the name of the show? No, no he's <laughs> so far it's Run You Fools. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Carrie. Good. That's so fucking what? good. To, I have to give it for the tagline. Yeah. You have to like, don't do what I do sometimes. Oh, I already have it. You already, already got it? it? Yeah, I already got okay. it. Locking I'll tell you at the break. But you, they're, they're my, no, you don't. I don't. No, yeah, just, just, you just you don't. You it. don't know. You kay. don't know. It, yeah. it just has to come at the end. Uh-huh. It just bad luck. It's bad luck to share it early. Okay. Yeah. But it's stay. It's like seeing the bride. And, and like maybe you might hear a better You can't one. see the ham before the wedding? Yeah. <laughs> can't see the ham before the uh, before before you go Shannon we uh, we're going to we're going to do some uh, questions from the audience Ooh, coming up and, uh, but uh, just real quick here um uh, again we're we're blessed with shows yeah too many um I'm glad Daredevil got canceled. Uh, oh, so I, so too I could, soon, So man. I get uh, caught up some hey, other man, shit. Oh, you, got, soon, you got Pat Rothfuss doing the King Killer Chronicle with Ma- Lin Manuel Miranda doing mm-hmm. the executive producer <laughs> Look, of the music. I'm, I'm late. I'm about. late on a lot of shit. Yeah. I just found out what Kill a Kill was like the other day. Oh, Kill a Kill? Yeah, yeah and I'm like, like a French schoolgirl outfit with scissors for weapons. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Well, now you are getting a Blade Runner. 
TV series. I want to yeah. talk about this. This looks good. <laughs> this I want to talk good. about this. Um, there's actually an animated short, so you can get like a taste of what's to yep. come. Yep. Um, from like the director actually introduces the short. Oh. Um, and it's I think like 19 minutes long, and it's a small story in the Blade Runner, Runner universe, and it is absolutely fucking gorgeous. The they, animation is beautiful. They did some amazing shorts before Blade Runner 2049 too. That that's were what animated. it is. Yeah. yeah that's what that's it is. That's what is. they're it's doing for the series. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, it's the same animation company <sighs> that did that short. Uh, that's, is that Madhouse? It's mm-hmm. Adult Swim. Partnered with Alcon Television Group, uh, anime streaming outlet Crunchyroll, okay. pr- producing uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus, a 13-episode series inspired by Blade Runner 2049. Uh, the series uh, Greenlight follows Alcon's deal with uh, Titan Comics to continue the franchise in a series of comic books as well. So, It's yeah. going to be good. That's Is a that great universe. I want to know more about it. Yeah. But it's uh, called Black Lotus. As long as Blade I get a, Black Lotus. As long as I get a giant Atari sign, I'll be happy. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Well, I've, I've, I've carried that over because we have a, at uh, the game store I work at, we have a, a futuristic sci-fi skirmish game that we play, and I've been putting Atari logos on a lot of my That's characters. That's awesome. They're, they're actually a street gang with Atari logos on their jackets. Oh, I love that. Great. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we'll take a break. We'll get into some broken news. Uh, good luck, Shannon. Have a good time. Uh, you know, I think say, I will. It's like the one time I'll be happy to be a fucking teacher. <laughs> Your teacher? Oh shit! No, I went to Seven Eleven. Back. Our favorite locally owned sexual wellness resource has moved to a new location. Go check out the beautiful new Black Velvet Boutique at 595 South State Street in Clearfield. Now, when it comes to sex, as with any healthy relationship, good communication is key. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident, sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique's helpful and friendly staff will answer your questions and find out what you need, or they'll leave you to your own devices. It's entirely up to you. Enjoy the best parts of being an adult with intimate bedroom toys and lingerie from Black Velvet Boutique. Go see the nice ladies at the all-new Black Velvet Boutique on 595 South State Street in Clearfield today. Visit them and uh, mention... The radio show I work on, Radio from Hell, for special discounts. Ask our friends at the store for details. Black Velvet Boutique, their new location, 595 South State Street in Clearfield, or you can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or call them, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. Black Velvet Boutique. If you're a gamer, you know, love to play games, board games like uh, Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. My guess is you've heard of Haster Games if you're a gamer. they got new lines of metal dice to go with their gemstone dice in. They have a great weight to them. Die Hard Dice and Gravity Dice. And they carry more dice than anybody. And these have been selling very well. Guilds of Rivnica, a great new set for Magic the Gathering, is now available. Uh, for Dungeons & Dragons, a Waterdeep Dungeon Heist, two weeks early for sale. Go see this wonderful campaign for Dungeons & Dragons. Haster recently added more display cases, a sound system, uh, more shelving for their huge game library, and yes, you can play games for free at Haster, and computer kiosks to help you peruse their inventory and order cards. Stop by and see all the newness at Haster Games. Tell them Geek Show says, hey, not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products, they will buy your pre-owned board games and magic products too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State. They're open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 on Sunday. It's a great place to stay and play. Remember, Haster has it. Had enough yet? Looking for that something special for your dearest and craziest friends? Are you through scouring the internet for that one item meant to bring joy and a little look of acknowledgement from your best bud? 
I've got an idea. Step away from the computer this year. Think about shopping local. Head to Cabin Fever, located in the heart of historic Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. Since 1982, Cabin Fever has been serving the Wasatch Front everything you and your friends wish for in a gift store. From movie and TV lunchboxes, jigsaw puzzles, tin signs, bar signs, playing cards, retro puzzles and games, candy, as well as everything you need to make the items sparkle under the tree, from ribbon to wrap, bows to holiday cards. Satisfying all of your holiday needs since 1982, Cabin Fever wishes you the happiest of the holiday season. Located inside Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. Stop by, say hi, tell them Geek Show says, hey, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a holiday greeting card store. Booze Teak can step up your gift-giving game. You'll love the geek barware. Get Star Wars or Star Trek drink can cozies, Han and Leah teacups that say, I love you, I know, and more. Plus Funko Pops, including Ivy's favorite, Death from the Sandman comic, and Funko Bob Ross as Deadpool, and even more geekware. Don't forget accessories for wine and cocktails to entertain and celebrate. Gift cards are available as well. Located at 315 East Broadway, they got free parking at Booze Teak. Get 15% off when you say, Geek Show says hey. Open 11 to 7 every day in December. Broken news, welcome to it. (laughs) Joining me for the... Oh, we'll get back to the episode, Run, you fools! Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up here in a bit. Oh, uh, <laughs> what's the name of the episode? Run, you fools. Are we recording next week? Uh, yes. Yeah. third show? Yeah. Okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, so there's that. We'll get to that coming up. And uh, Jimmy has got a ton of interviews yeah. on this one. He he's, killed it. He's, interview, he's going to interview Sandra Bullock, uh, Steve Carell and Robert Zemeckis, Emily Blunt, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and a whole bunch more. It's uh, Jimmy Martin, our entertainment reporter. Yeah. <laughs> so stay till the end for all He's of so that. so good. He is. No, like, and that's the thing. Uh, for those who don't, like... Go on YouTube. Watch his shit. Oh, yeah. Like it's really good. Like he's. It's not just like yo. He does a good job. He it's, really does a good job. So uh, it's big, big movie mouth off. Yeah. Go look for it. Props. And he's got. And you can see the visuals of these mm-hmm. interviews. This is just the audio, but you can. see I just them. watch them at home with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to start off with that Godzilla trailer. Holy fuck! Dude. I missed it, but I, oh. I heard. Yeah. But I did. But I saw the. I saw fuck. when they brought out the poster. I saw the first one. Yeah. Yeah. This one. This, this one is, is the second one. Okay. It shows them all, dude. Yeah, this is one where you get into that, uh, speaking of Jimmy, the Jimmy Martin area where he, you may not want to watch it. Mm. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, I don't think it spoils anything, but it shows you all the monsters that are going to be there. Dude, it's like- It's a party. Yeah. Um, and it does kind of spell out the plot now that I think about it. I don't, care. But, I don't fucking you know. care. I don't care. So, yeah. so, when my, so you know this. My, my dad, he was the head bartender at the Westner Club. Mm-hmm. Really? They're like the- like most of the seventies into the eighties, and um, I used to go down there, and me and my brother we would earn our allowance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we <laughs> this is so gross, and I think about it. We used to <laughs> clean up the parking lot of the Western Club in the <laughs> in the seventies and eighties. Right? Really, and and it was like one of the most popular bars in. It was huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, it still kind of is. Well, and I was like, so I was probably picking up condoms and hypodermic needles probably, and shit. Probably. You know what I mean? No, it was the seventies. Nobody yeah. was using condoms. Yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but um, but so 
he worked like the day shift. So me and my brother would hang out at the Westner Club with all the rummies. Because that's, that's who's there during the day. Yeah, usually, like, at, yeah. like at 10 o'clock in the morning, for fuck's wow. sake. You know what I mean? And uh, we would sit and watch uh, Godzilla movies on Channel 13. Awesome. And then you brought that tradition back to Burt's. Yeah. Where you have the TV going all the time. You're not necessarily watching the movies, but they were on. Yeah, you know? yeah but no, but we would, we'd watch them with the sound. So, like, Godzilla's a big part of my growing up. I remember one time in Ely, uh, where my grandma lived. Ely, Nevada, this little fucking town. I nearly died because they had like uh, an, just had like an independent toy store, mom mm-hmm. and pop's place. Yeah. Went in and they had all of the vinyl Godzilla toys. <laughs> oh man, I've got and, I've got one, but I don't. Have... And they were like a dollar, really. And I bought them all. My cousin Ray had all of those. Oh, so I love Godzilla, and this trailer blew me the fuck away. I love, I love that last Godzilla movie. I liked it. Yeah, me too. And this thing looks fucking. Insane. And, and I oh. I enjoyed Kong Skull Island as well. Oh, I did too. I, lo- the, I got a whole other thing with King Kong. <laughs> so this one featured, um, of course, uh, Zilla, mm-hmm. Mothra. Yeah. We got to see Mothra there. Mm-hmm. No no sight no sight of two teeny nope. tiny girls singing. The little girls singing, no. <laughs> but if you want a reference for that, yeah. Stand Against Evil's first episode yeah. has a Mothman, and they bring in two girls to, to sing to the Mothman, so... This, this season. Um, but we also got in there um, Ghidorah, who, mm-hmm. I, who yeah. I have always known as King Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. Right. But Why I do I call him King? It's a Japanese thing, I guess. I no, don't but know. I mean, like, <laughs> no, like, for the, in my mind. That means there's more of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why they call him King yeah, Ghidorah. Yeah, that's why I always wondered. But they're only calling him Ghidorah in this. And uh, then we also got uh, Rodan. Yeah. Who's essentially yeah. just a big pterodactyl kind of thing. I was really you see that, uh, that in that first trailer. He, he's on fire. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> I liked when Godzuki came out. No, <laughs> I had to explain Godzuki to my wife. Really? Because somebody made a Godzuki reference, and I. Oh, no, it was one of her clients. Yeah, or one of her clients made. It. They were talking about Godzuki on the radio, and so I had to yeah. explain Godzuki to her. Um, so that's that's coming uh, May thirty first. It looks like, and uh, it will be followed by. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. It's going to happen. Um, there's a rumor going around that there's an after credit stinger. For, uh, for King of the Monsters? Yeah, that's got Mecha Godzilla. We'll, uh, well, we'll, we'll find out and let you know as soon as we know. Yeah. Who, who right. is, uh, what, what studios does? This is Legendary. Legendary, okay. yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's Pacific Rim and shit, right? That's same. Mm-hmm. I want to say. I think. I'm not sure. If Lee were here, um, anyway, so let's let's um, go and watch it. It's 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 worth it. All right, we can talk about Elseworlds now. Yeah, I'm gonna, so, got, I'm just going to sit back and listen. Well, so I I did it right, man. Because I got a ton of DC casting news yeah. for you that's going to blow your fucking mind. Away. Um, I did it right. So I used all the self control I had. I DVR'd all three, or what? Well, Egg did. Well, I did yeah. too, yeah. and uh, watched it as a movie. Now, see, I should have done that. And now that I think about it, but you know, greatest fucking DC movie of all time. Like it blew my fucking. It mind. was really fun. It was super fun. It had so many goddamn Easter eggs. Yeah, like I don't even know where to start. It was just insane. Well, let's start with uh, with Bat Bat Woman. Great. 
I thought she was great. And she now, she wasn't in it as much as I was hoping for. Right. But I got enough of a taste to see what they want to do with that series. Yeah. And I'm in. So, like, the deal is, like, Gotham has completely gone to shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Batman's been gone for, like, at this three point, years like three, or something. Three, I thought it was three months. Or was huh. it three years? I thought it was three years. Three years, maybe. And, I don't know. Yeah, so she's trying to... Step up. Step up. But She's Bruce's cousin. She's yeah. trying to step up and save the city. But. And uh, she looked great in the suit. And I think she's a decent actress, too. I think know? so, yeah. And uh, they did, she did Batman stuff. Uh-huh. She had the cable thing. And right. She fucked people up. Yeah. That's, that's what Batman does. And so I'm, I'm, I'm in. Count me in on, on a Batwoman series yeah. if we get one. Um, but the overall arc was just... Just good. Yes. It was just good. You got Superman in his black costume. Yeah. You got, you got uh, uh, wow. a whole bunch of Easter eggs in there that, that I had to look up because I'm not a DC yeah. guy. I, I, had, I had to figure out who this guy with the gold mask was. It's a psycho pirate, and it's man. A, char- a character called Psycho, psycho pirate. pirate. What's like, that? He uh, is crazy and he can control emotions of people. Mm-hmm. But like he, he was always like, he would appear in the... Um, he appears in crisis. Like anytime there's something really bad happening, mm-hmm. he shows up. Mm. He like gets pulled from dimension to, to dimension. Whoa! Like gets driven more and more crazy. So did now did did you un, now I don't know if this yeah. is the same universe because we're talking Elseworlds right. here, but it looked to me like they. If you haven't seen it yet, you you may want to turn away uh, for about three minutes yeah. or four minutes here. Okay, just the heads up. It looked to me like they had killed. Joker, uh-huh. that he was dead. Uh, Riddler, yeah, and uh, one other big bad. It looked like they had been killed. I can't remember. Just right out of the gate, yeah. Just because Arkham Asylum erupts mm-hmm. and everybody starts going crazy, start killing each other. Yeah. Wait, wait. This is all happening on Supergirl. Yeah, Supergirl, Arrow, and the Flash. Yeah, it was. It's three episodes. Yeah, Fuck. it was fucking. Does Batman good. even show up in this shit? Or? No, not Batman. No, but like they just reference this shit. No, they said he's been gone for three years. Right. That's why Batwoman is here. For, and DC, I got a lot like, of shit to catch up. The, on. Yeah, I'm telling you, it is so goddamn good. And it just it flowed, and and it, the, the 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 body swapping the Freaky Friday thing between oh, so funny. Oliver and Barry was great because uh-huh. it gave it gave <laughs> Stephen Amell a chance to do a little comedy, which yeah. was nice. Um, it gave uh, it gave uh, Bar- Bar- that actor uh, Barry uh, Grant Gustin Grant Gustin a uh, chance to do a little brooding, a little yeah. dramatic shit. John Wesley Ship was in the original Flash costume the whole time. Shows up the one from the nineties. Yeah, 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 and it was just God. And uh, so then it all, you know, the, the monitor is the, the, the guy making all of this and happen. So I was all confused because, like, so monitor is the guy that, he was the good, like, cosmic force in yeah. Uh, yeah, Crisis on Infinite, and the anti-monitor is the bad guy, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, this whole time, it's like the monitor's acting like a bad guy. I'm like, what the, me and Edward were coming, that's kind of, fu- this, uh, all right, but this is, it's good. Mm-hmm. We're just going to go with it. And then you find out why. At the end, I was like, that's so fucking good. That made me so happy. God, I got a lot to catch So, yeah, up. stay through the end because they they just, they, the only tease they give you is a logo. Yeah. That says, uh, like, coming next year, Crisis, crisis on, on, on Infinite, Infinite Earths. Earths. Fuck me. So that's going to be their crossover next year. So what's the watching? I mean, do I, all right, so, because, like, I. It goes. Yeah, what's the watching? I, I mean, it starts with Supergirl, doesn't it? <laughs> 
or does it end? This anyway, yeah, we'll look it up for you. Yeah. But uh, watch it if you. Yeah, I felt dirty uh, setting Arrow to DVR. But I got it's, over it. I know you're not going to believe me when I say I, it's been kind of good this year. Has it? Boy, I mean, maybe I'll give it a chance. Yeah. But I've been hurt before. I know you. 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 You have a very so. Wait, I don't need to watch any of that Arrow shit to like. No, you need to watch. No. Air, you need to watch. Uh, well, you mean like pre? No, you'll be I haven't. Fine. I haven't watched any. You'll Arrow be, but I do need to watch some Supergirl. You'll be fine. <laughs> no, I think you'll. You be can fine. watch this all this that crossover. You can totally watch it in isolation. Yeah, I think you can watch it standalone. Because yeah. they they spell a lot of shit out. Yeah, you know, like, okay. like, in case they, you missed yeah, well, it. Where they, I come they, from, you're my sister. You know, they yeah. they spell it out for you, things like that. So don't worry about it. Just pay attention. You'll be good. It's good. But it's really good. Now, more DC shit coming your way. This DC app has, Which, has freed them up to do uh, shows now. That fucking Titan? Titan show is fucking on point, dude. You like it, huh? Yeah. Okay. Did you, well, and I'm sure you're going to talk about it. Well, I got... The I got, season finale. I, I, I've not talked about the season finale, No. I just saw a trailer for it as all, because I don't have the DC yeah. app like you do. Well, I mean, it's, it hasn't been on yet. Oh, it hasn't. Okay, yeah, there's, there's, a, a, there's a trailer out there. Where uh, Bat- Batman's <laughs> going to show up in it, and Robin's going to fuck him up. Apparently, he's lost his goddamn mind. <laughs> it looks like he killed the Joker. Yeah. Like, Batman killed the Joker, and Robin's got to go fucking stop him. He's going too far this time. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. Wow. It's pretty intense. Now, here's some, here's some more DC shit coming your way. Is this for the app? This is for the app. This is for the shows on the app. You don't have to watch it on your phone. You can cast it. You can. Do your Chromecast. <laughs> uh, Stargirl has cast um, Rex Tyler, a founding member of the Justice Society of America, yeah. better, better known as the occasionally pill-popping superhero Our Man. Our Man! Any, any guesses as to who's playing Our Man? You want to guess? Uh, Rex Smith. <laughs> well, I was excited because it said Lou Ferrigno, and I went, that's no. going to be terrible. But it's Lou Ferrigno Jr. <laughs> what? I, did, I didn't know there was a Lou Ferrigno Jr. That's what it says here. Oh. Lou Ferrigno Jr. has gonna, joined the cast of Stargirl. I'm going to check that out on the corner of Google and it right now. Also, on this show, uh, they're adding a, uh, an actor, uh, Brian Staff, who I wasn't familiar with, has been cast as Wildcat. Hmm. The boxer yeah, turned yeah, yeah. superhero. Wildcat's going to be on Stargirl. Ah, uh, is there a Lou Ferrigno Jr.? Check it out. Cause I got, I like I said, I was, I was like, oh, I can't wait to give this bad news to Shannon that Lou Ferrigno is going to be on his hour yeah, <laughs> But there is a Lou Ferrigno Jr. The good news is he looks nothing like Lou Ferrigno. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> so he's not a moon face boy. <laughs> he's a good looking guy. Good looking guy. Uh, he looks normal. So that's our man. Yeah. Swamp Thing. Swamp. Oh, Get the fuck out of here. Get out. Yeah, they're making a Swamp Thing series. And it's it's uh, for adults. It's yeah. uh, it's R rated. They're going to sh- with it. Yeah. Yeah. So they've cast the DC character Blue Devil. Fuck you, Blue Devils <laughs> on the shit. Get the fuck. They they are throwing out everything. See, I do it. I do it. That no. is Blue Devil. You mean that is the, the cra- former stuntman? Yeah, that who was gets it that integrated was, in his costume. Was, yeah, was trapped in his costume by lightning or some shit. Yeah, it's the and, fucking uh, craziest shit. And that was one of my favorite fucking comic okay. books when I was a kid. I remember no, like, because like I'm lost on a lot of DC shit, <laughs> but too, but the weird DC shit, I'm oh, all on board with. Nah. 
Okay, so Blue, yeah. so Blue Devil is coming to Swamp Thing, and I, I got the cast right here, the actor. I hope you're not disappointed. Uh, Ian Zeering. I'm sorry. Ah, oh, that might work. Because <laughs> um, he's he's kind of funny in those... Uh, the Sharknados. The Sharknados, and, and Blue Devil was a kind of a tongue-in-cheek deal, so... Well, all right then, because that's, that's who they got. You ever seen him before, Carrie? It stars uh, Crystal Reed as Abby Arcane, and I've, I have seen Blue Devil. Yeah, I've, I've seen the character. I didn't. I, I did, love him. I didn't know anything about him. Stuntman turned movie star Daniel Cassidy becomes yes. semi-famous after playing the demonic Blue Devil. But now, eight years later, Cassidy finds himself living out his days in frustration, pining for his former fame while in a collision course with destiny. Get how they're trapped right. in his costume. They didn't, his, didn't mention that. Didn't yeah. mention that. Maybe he won't be. Maybe it'll be different. His, yeah. <laughs> got an even weirder one. Back to Star Girl. I should have. Okay. My papers got That's mixed fine. up. That's fine. But back to Star Girl. You're gonna, you're gonna flip with this one then. Uh, let's see. So, um, Starman. Yeah. Which is, one? Which is version? Joining Star Girl. This one says Sylvester Pemberton. I don't know if that means anything to you. Uh, I don't know which one that is. Uh, Oh, the Golden Age Starman. Okay. Role right. is being described as Golden Age Starman will be a recurring one for Joel McHale. Really? <laughs> Star- people can't see my face right I now. I know. Right? Wait. <laughs> Joel McHale playing. Yeah, the comedian. He's playing the Golden Age Starman for, oh, for the Stargirl uh, series. The, uh, a courageous and confident superhero, Starman is a member of the Justice Society of America. He wields a mysterious anti-gravity weapon called the Cosmic Staff and has a longtime sidekick named Stripesy, <laughs> who's better known as Courtney Whitmore's stepfather, Pat Dugan. I can't wait to see Joel McKellen in this outfit right yeah. here. I mean, I will tell you this. Oh, my. I've met the man. He's 6'3", and... He can pull it off? He could pull it off. He's, he's, he's in great shape. Handsome. Yeah. He's got a good chin. Yeah. He's uh, got a solid chin. <laughs> you need a solid chin for this costume. <laughs> they got to put him in this costume, dude. With that fin that's, on the top of his hilarious. head. Shit. Um, yeah, you got to have a good chin for these costumes, as Grant Gustin is learning as he gets older. Um, <laughs> sorry, he's starting to kind of lose the chin. Uh, let's see. Uh, in the Birds of Prey movie, okay, they're adding right. another villain. Okay. You remember it's uh, Black Mask is, uh, is uh, Obi-Wan is playing that. But they're adding Victor Zaz. Oh, he's scary. But here's the thing. If you want to see a great representation of Victor Zaz, I don't think you've been watching Gotham, have you? No. Because they've had Victor Zaz on there. Uh-huh. And it's this actor that you've seen. Let me see if I can find his name. Um, was, is he the guy that was on Barry? Yes. The bald guy with no eyebrows on yeah, Barry. Yeah. Uh, alopecia, I think, is what mm-hmm. that's called. But uh, he's been killing it as Victor Zaz on Gotham. I can imagine if he wanted to play scary. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'd yeah. He'd be really scary. He gets this look you know, yeah. with the eyes. Oh, yeah. man. It just. Anyway. But uh, Victor Zaz will be played by Chris Messina in the uh, Birds of Prey movie. Uh, you know him as uh, Dr. Danny Castellano on the Mindy Project. Uh, no, I don't. He was just on Sharp Objects recently. I don't even know what that is. Uh, John Leguizamo was at one point talking about playing this character, uh-huh. but dropped out. Uh, Victor Zaz. violator for me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, serial killer, foe Batman, created uh, in 92. Uh, he's, uh, he is named for real-life psychiatrist Thomas Zaz. Huh. I did not know that. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, serial killer. Cuts himself every time he kills somebody. Right. So he's got scars all over. Leg- Leguizamo. I have complicated feelings about him because of Tu Wong Fu. 
Really? Yeah. I thought he was hot. He was. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, he really was. Fair enough. I... Out of all three of them, he was. He was the hottest. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, <laughs> and then this is this is uh, we're leaving the DC universe, but I got more cast. They, uh, I'm, you I know, get... just they they do so good on TV. They do. They really, really do. And this is more TV. This is more you're watching on your app. This is Disney Plus. This uh-huh. is the Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. Yeah. Giancarlo Esposito, mm-hmm. who's the guy from yeah, Breaking Gus. Bad, Gus. Carl Weathers has joined the show. I heard he's cheap. Uh, you can get him. Yeah. Uh, Nick, <laughs> Nick Nolte. You get yourself. You get yourself a nice steak bone. You put that in some water. You got yourself some soup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Werner Herzog. Excuse me. Yeah. The director. Yeah. The inspiration for the way that uh, the Red Skull was portrayed. Yeah. That's his impression of Werner Herzog. He's going to be in The Mandalorian. Huh. Okay. He's done some acting before. Yeah. I don't imagine he's going to be in there a lot. (laughs) But he will be... What a time we live in. He'll be the sad and depressing voice of it. What a time we live in. Yeah. Well, such such highs and such lows. Yeah. Well, okay, you ready for a? I don't know if this is a, a high. It feels like a low, but uh, we'll see. Show me what you got. Yeah, they're still making that Morbius the Living Vampire movie. No. no. Yeah, they're still doing they it. Jared Leto. They just shouldn't do this. And they have cast uh, his uh, his fiance uh, Martine Bancroft. God, uh, she's That's even just a terrible name, right? Yeah, it does. I know, right? <coughs> uh, Adria Arjona. Is going to play her, and she's from Pacific Rim Uprising. Uh, she's very pretty. I got to look at her on the IMDb page. She was uh, just recently uh, on the Blink and You Miss It Emerald City on NBC as Dorothy. Uh, she was uh, in Six Underground opposite. Oh, she's got this coming up. Six Underground opposite Ryan Reynolds, Triple Frontier with Charlie Hunnam and Ben Affleck coming up. Uh, but she will be playing. Uh, Mar- Martine Bancroft, who in the comics is engaged to Dr. Michael Morbius, Ugh. scientist suffering from I a rare blood Morbius. disease. It's so stupid. Turned himself into a living vampire in 71, Amazing Spider-Man 102. Look it up. Well, I love I love. They're it. called live. He's a living vampire. What are the other ones? Daywalkers, Blades. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, he's, he's like a special vampire. I love that. I love that. He's especially stupid. <laughs> I love that we mentioned a stuntman getting trapped in a suit. And, that, and we're like, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We're like, fuck Morbius. Yeah, living vampire, nah. Can't handle a living vampire. Nope. Uh, we are getting a Doctor Strange sequel, and Scott Derrickson is coming back to direct it. Oh, can so, I recommend so that's something news. to people? What's that? Take a trip to Wendover if you live here. Well, Get some Colorado help before you go see that and see it in 3D IMAX. Is that what we're calling it now? Got yeah. me some Colorado help. I'll tell you what. If I hadn't already named the episode, it'd be called Colorado, Colorado help. help. Yeah. Uh, I that first one, I had some Colorado help when you saw Doctor Strange. When we saw it in 3D IMAX. Oh, we saw it, yeah. I was going to say 3D IMAX. That was fun. I, I was like holding onto my seat at certain points, going, "Don't go fucking crazy. <laughs> Don't a, go crazy. It's a fucking trip, man." Yeah. And uh, let's see, uh, finally, finally this. Edible. Um, <laughs> Colorado Hell. Colorado Hell. I, I know this, this episode uh, drops uh, here on, on Monday, but on, uh, on the, on the uh, 17th, but on the, uh, 
on the 19th. Yes. If you hear if this episode, well, maybe you can go online and find it. Uh, during uh, BoJack Horseman on Comedy Central on the 19th, uh, there will be a short film uh, set to air, The Predator Holiday Special. So <laughs> Shut up. <coughs> okay, then. It's a, it's a wonderful little romp for the kitties. It's <laughs> The Predator Holiday Special. Okay. So look for that. All right. Look forward to that. All right. Uh, anything else before we go? I mean... I know your week has been occupied by Elseworlds, but uh... nah, I like. Uh, I really, I, I can't wait to see Spider Verse. So many so people, good. so many people go talking a, about it. I'm gonna go get a second helping. Today. Oh yeah, yeah. And, so uh, many people talking about it, and I made the mistake, and I shouldn't have done this. I read all the Easter eggs. There's yeah. a list oh. online. I shouldn't have done that yeah, before just, I saw it. Yeah, just enjoy the fuck. Like the first time that this is one of those where. I, I think my son legit will remember the day that he saw this movie because it's like his Superman the movie. Like on it, yeah, like it, it wow. Because like a week later, I saw. Yeah, you know, I had my son yesterday, and there was something just different about him. And I and and, and he was just, he's just, just. It's, it's hard to explain. I mean, I'll explain off mic, but it's yeah. it's, it's 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 something different. Yeah. And I I think legit. He and he's picking up all of his Spider Man comics now and just kind of rereading through them and. His there's, confidence is is way up. He's got now. some swagger. There's a Big time. Li- there's a list on uh I think it was IO9 or maybe the Hollywood Reporter. A list of uh now that you've been exposed to this, you know, the, uh-huh. this movie and and you're not familiar with it, here are some Sorry. comic books yeah. for you. And and it lists all the source material. Spider that, Island that, I bet, is on there, right? All the shit came, yeah. you know, and it's just huge lists including well, I know I won't say. Yeah, but, no, uh, you did I know you saw that Easter egg vehicle. Yeah. I nearly I nearly said what I was but uh, yeah, there's there's a this is all based on comics. Everybody goes, oh, this is so, you know, progressive of Marvel to do this, and I'm like, it's been progressive for, for about six years. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I heard uh, it, when that stuff started happening, Jeffy was still alive. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's been like seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been a long time. Yeah. I mean, that, that they've been introducing this stuff, yeah. and and as as I've always said. Uh, you people who complain, I'm sorry, but Stan Lee has always had a liberal agenda. Mm-hmm. Always. Not just recently. Yeah. Always. Always. All From right. the day one. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of, I just want to give a shout out to my dad, man. Mm. It's like, he's, you know, he's not with us anymore, but, mm-hmm. um, sorry. Mm. This, uh, it's the 40th anniversary of Superman. It Superman is. Superman the movie came the movie. out. It <clears throat> came right. out last week, and damn, dude! My dad took me to see that in West Valley. Did you and Did you pull your copy out and watch it? This I should have a little cry. Yeah, I some, think you should. You should get some Colorado help and just <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> no, because that was like a really I'll never forget that day, and I just like that my dad, cowboy, goldenrod. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, I I gotta take my boy to see mm-hmm. Superman. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was one of the best days of my life, That's and. Cool. Uh, I remember he bought me, and I had it forever in, in my late <laughs> my late twenties until it finally just fell apart. It was Christopher Reeves, and it was like this uh, cardboard cutout little one, mm-hmm. but it had like a box on the back. So when you hung it up on your wall, it looked like he was like hovering there. Yeah, and uh, I seriously had that until I was probably close to thirty. That's pretty cool. So, um, and, and what a year! And, Those two of my the most important movies I've ever seen. Within in that year, Star Wars and 
Well, Star Wars was the year before. 79, right? Star Wars 77. Okay, and then, I don't, I'm not good at math. And then, so, one year later. Superman was 78. Super, yeah. yeah. So, what a year. Um, that's essentially. <laughs> I'll count it as, you know. Uh, the, they were probably within a year. It was the 70s. Other. They all melded together. Yeah, yeah there you go. It's, so. it's, it's nice that you have that memory and, and fond memories. And I just want to take a second and say to people, this is the Admiral giving you permission. Um, you know, if your parents or family don't, I mean, if it's uncomfortable to be around them in the holidays, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you don't have to go. I, I honestly think in some cases it's best if you don't during the holidays, because <laughs> for some like reason, right this, right now. for some reason, a fight <laughs> in August is quickly forgotten and forgiven. But for some reason, a fight at Christmas time—that's a grudge. It sticks holder. around. Yeah. It sticks around. Mm-hmm. So this is the admiral giving you permission. You don't have to go, and you know, find a nice way to say it. Don't say I'm not coming because you're an asshole. That never works. That never works. No, but it's okay to not go. Just know that it's okay. You don't have to. You aren't required. You're an you're an adult. All right. Okay. And and then and I'll just say to 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 piggyback off that it's okay to make new traditions. Yes. You know. Yes. Like by not going, you make a new tradition. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's. I had to learn that when I got divorced. Yeah. I woke up yeah. to an empty house. Yeah. A very empty house. Yeah. And I had to learn how to make a new tradition. You know? Thank God for bad Santa, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but it's just like... That's so So nice. don't be afraid to make your own traditions. I mean, we're, we're only yeah. here a short time, folks. Make Fuck. your own. Don't follow. That's, that's make your own. Yeah, that's life, great... is, life is... <laughs> yeah. Life is way too fucking short. <laughs> you yeah. know? Watch all the shows you can. <laughs> I get... I got sixteen. I got five more wake ups. Sixteen days off. I'm catching up on so much shit. Yeah, me too. But I'm, I get to watch like six episodes of Black Lightning in a row. Yeah. So here's what here's what happened with me. Sue was gone this weekend, and and I had decided now I'm gonna plan out all the shit that I'm gonna watch that she doesn't want to watch. I'm gonna make a list. I'm gonna plan it out yeah. so that I don't fall back into my old habit of pulling out. JJ Star Trek from 2009 or pulling out like The Last Jedi or something like right. that. I'm gonna make a. So what did I do? I had too much wine, and there's JJ's 2009 Star Trek and Last Jedi again. They're sitting there, they're weaking at you. Hey, Al, you, you know. what's going on? Good looking. Like, come on, you know. <laughs> you know I'm going to be in there. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch that crossover, too. Uh, yeah, see, I, I, I made the plan. I'm going to watch Daredevil Season 3. Yeah. That was on my list, and I started there, and I got... Four four episodes in, and I'm just like, this is so fucking good. And then I had to get up and do something I, else. I gotta watch. The, and, I, I never watched Punisher season one. It's not bad. Yeah, it's because they're getting season. It's getting season. Season two, two huh? is coming, and then Jessica Jones, and I think that's all you're gonna see as far as Marvel shows on Netflix. Yeah. Well, so we're never getting to see what's his face as Daredevil ever again. Probably not. I I next week's episode, I well, will have. I, I did a deep dive into mm-hmm. the business side of it. It's, I, and I read some shit, too, yeah. that's just like, oh, that's, that shit's over It's with. business shit, yeah. You're yeah. going to see these, and that's going to be it. But we will see Luke Cage in... Uh, in Salt Lake? Yeah. Mike Fanex. I wonder who's going to interview him. I wonder who they're going to ask to interview him. I wonder who they're going to ask to interview him. I don't know, man. Plant man? <laughs> plant man. Yeah. Plant man, maybe. <laughs> maybe plant man. All right. I don't know, man. 
Let's get uh, back to the episode. Run, you fools! Uh, coming up here in just a few moments. And stay till the end for the celebrities. Please to enjoy. Dr. Volts has got what you need this Christmas. Back issues are 20 to 50% off all December long. And with new sales each and every week. December 1st through the 8th, toys and statues are 20% off. The 9th through the 15th, graphic novels are 20% off. The 16th through the 31st, everything store-wide is 20% off. They're open seven days a week, hold services free, and with that you get a 10% discount of $20 or more, and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South. Get what you want this Christmas at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Suns Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsunscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Suns, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, its food is. Booze Teak can step up your gift-giving game. You'll love the geek barware. Get Star Wars or Star Trek drink can cozies, Han and Leah teacups that say, I love you, I know, and more. Plus Funko Pops, including Ivy's favorite, Death from the Sandman comic, and Funko Bob Ross as Deadpool, and even more geekware. Don't forget accessories for wine and cocktails to entertain and celebrate. Gift cards are available as well. Located at 315 East Broadway, they got free parking at Booze Teak. Get 15% off when you say, Geek Show says hey. Open 11 to 7 every day in December. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my Workout Buddy SLC or email me, myworkoutbuddyslc at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says hey, you'll get half off of your first session, My Workout Buddy SLC. All right, we're back. <laughs> uh, just real quick here before we get to uh, your questions. Uh, Mike Cahill, the film director, uh, filmmaker behind the uh, 2014 sci-fi drama I Origins, will direct Hold Back the Stars, John Boyega, and Letitia Wright. Cool. Get the fuck out. Starring in the adaptation of the Katie Kahn novel of the same name that centers on a man and a woman who revisit memories of their love affair on a utopian Earth 
while they are trapped in the vast void of space with only 90 minutes of oxygen. Sounds like a Black Mirror episode. So it's a comedy. Oh, uh, how long of a... Naturally. Is is it a 90-minute movie? 90-minute movie. Ah. (laughs) So there's... Yeah. Looking forward to it. Is it really a comedy? No. Okay. (laughs) I was like, wow. Doesn't sound like too much fun, does it? No. I mean, depending on the compound you had, you could disembowel the other person and then figure out a way to... But it's your lover, though. No, it's fine. You just... And then then (laughs) you have to expose their gut bacteria to oxygen, and hopefully it'll start synthesizing... I don't know. It's a long shot, but in 90 minutes, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get uh, some questions from yeah. uh, from the internets to us. I'll get I'll get right to it. Uh, this 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 is a question for Tony, but uh, yeah, it's a question for you. for you, Tony. But um, uh, hey guys, this is from Steve. Steve. This, hey Steve. But this Steve. A, I like how it says hey guys, but then it says this question is for Tony. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your all time favorite video video games? And Ooh. what metal bands are you currently listening to? By the way, Kill Switch Engage rocks. I used to rock my daughter to sleep to Kill Switch songs. <laughs> okay. How did she turn out? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did she fall asleep? <laughs> uh, let's see. Favorite video games? I have. I have a few. Uh, definitely top of the list. So far, never has been beaten. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, the original. Snake? Uh, nope. Snake. <laughs> Snake! <laughs> Took me a minute to figure out what you were doing there. But well done. Uh, my original playthrough on that for the PlayStation was just, I have no fonder memories of playing through a video game than that one. Uh, also on the top of the list, you got um, The Witcher 3. I would say uh, any number of the Fallout games. Uh, I really enjoyed those. After the third one, I didn't play one or two. Um, yeah, you know, I'm... I'm Pretty easy, I so guess. The, uh, the Witcher, though, you're getting a Witcher TV series. I do. I, yes, and Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. but that rec- test rec- shot was rough, though. He looked it like was, Orlando yeah. Bloom in a well, bad wig. That's the problem. <laughs> is yeah. they should. I, I don't know if they're trying to do like way early in Geralt's life. Uh, they're doing book book phases yeah. way before the. So games. he doesn't have so, any okay. of his scars. Yeah, he didn't have any scars. Yeah. Didn't have his beard or anything. Right. But yeah, I was like, oh, that's not the Geralt I know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. all right. So yeah, uh, I'm not listening to a whole lot of music lately. I've been I've been into uh, you just listen to nothing. I listen to nothing or books on Audible. I listen or to nothing on my way into work sometimes. Just silence, so you can think. I don't know what that says about me as a person. That means you like to contemplate stuff. That's not bad. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. So I don't have any metal heavy metal recommendations right now. Uh, this one's from Jacob. What do you put in your flask when you go see a movie? Really? Yeah. Vodka. Yeah. That's what I do. Peach I Fanta. Vodka is my drink my drink of choice. I, I don't. used to take, take those little juice boxes of wine. I don't drink at movies. You don't? Well, you're missing out. Well, I don't <laughs> go to movies anymore either. Oh, so that's true. I'm kind of the wrong person to talk to. I, Kari takes uh, these quiladas. Yeah, the Medela chiladas. I'll actually put it in a backpack, and I'll just With drink a straw. it. straw. Yeah, well, I mean, really, I'm a lady. I'm sorry, I'm taking pictures of you, Lee. <laughs> you, uh, but but you should, if if you, uh, Tony, this is something you you would not know. I'm listening. Is that you should always have a go-to drink, so that if you're in a uh, a bar somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, you need to be able to order a go-to drink, yes. something that everybody will know. It can't be too fantastic. Moscow like Mule, Mountain Dew. Moscow Mule is a good go-to. I always just go uh, vodka rocks with a slice of lemon, please, because G- no bartender can screw that it's up. Just yeah. vodka, ice, gin and, and tonic, lemon, with right? Gin yeah. and tonic okay. with well, two limes. I, I, yeah. I tend, I tend to like a vodka rocks with lime. With lime, I like lime with my vodka. Oh, see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I like a Pimm's cup. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah, Pimm's cup. Yeah, it's easy. It's just Pimm's and mm. ginger, ginger 
juice. Wait, what's a Pims? It's a liquor. It's a kind of liquor. Oh, yeah. uh, I think it's. Uh, I actually don't know what kind of liquor it is. Honestly, is, it's like a flavored. Like is that shit you drink. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd actually stop ordering Moscow mules at bars because some bartenders seem to think that it's okay on ginger ale, to which I say, no, you Absolutely fucking not. monster. Oh, ginger beer. That's what it is. That's what yeah, it's got to be on ginger beer. Yeah. Yeah. So. But if I have a flask, and I, I do bring flasks mm-hmm. to movies, I have specific flask. I have specific flask that only carry specific liquor. Mm-hmm. Vodka, Whoa. rum. And whiskey. Well, you don't want you don't you don't want I don't like vodka going in your gin. Yeah, no, um, you never cross the stream. I am I am curious about this question, and because I I know you guys are Star Trek guys, so this one comes from Benny. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but but some of you are big fans of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. What are your thoughts on the claims that it was a ripoff of Babylon Five? Uh, think that that person needs to be marched off a fucking bridge. <laughs> I mean, okay, they're both on a space station. Yeah. Next, is that, yeah, is that no, one of the similarities? Those, 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 Carrie, Carrie's those are some to say really thank you. Next, those are some really old complaints I have not yeah. heard in a really long time. Yeah. They were both they were both long form stories. Uh, I I don't know. Babylon Five was all right. I never it never really engaged I, I, me. Yeah, it never. You know how hard it is me, to watch that these days. Well, it, its production values were yeah. shit. No, no, no. I just mean to find to oh, watch B Five. Yeah, it's almost impossible to find anywhere. But I'm going to say the same thing I say to everybody. If you engaged with Babylon 5, if that was your show and it made you just fucking love everything about it, yeah. I'm so happy it was there yeah, for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. D- Deep Space Nine was my show. I tried Babylon 5. It didn't engage me. That me doesn't neither. mean it was a bad show. Yeah, it exactly. just means it wasn't my thing. So I'm so happy it was there for you, and I'm so glad that you've had the opportunity to engage with other fans of Babylon 5 and and have that that joy and that that bliss of, of shared genre experience, because that's... That's what that's our Thanksgiving table, you know. We can talk about those shows that we yeah, love together. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Like my son loves Minecraft. I don't give a shit about it. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I just don't. I I tried it. I think I'm, we're, I'm, and we're I'm like all of that same uh, idea. I think here Minecraft right. is like. But, I don't get it. And but he he'll <laughs> talk to me about it all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And I have you know. And I but I I just and every each time I say I don't know what any of this means. But I'm glad that it makes you happy. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, like I no more think that DS9 was a ripoff of Babylon 5 than I think that Episode 7 remade Episode 4. There are parallels, there are similarities, yeah. but they're not remakes of each other exactly. or retreads of each other. Plus, if you follow the development cycle of any television show, you're going to realize that they were waking those shows concurrently years before they even hit the screen. Yeah. So the, the ability to be able to rip off, especially you know right at the dawn of the internet, no, it just didn't yeah. happen. All right. Um, okay. Next. Yeah, thank you, next. Uh, let's see. There's not a lot of good questions. This year. I'm sorry. Like, not Give, us, on, not Give us a on bad your... one. Uh, well, this is actually a decent one. Uh, this one comes from Lennon, Jack Burton. Uh, favorite Stan Lee cameo? Mine is Big Hero 6. That, that's I was just thinking one. of that one, yeah, actually. That was a great, that yeah. was a great one. Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. Mine's uh, The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Where he plays a juror who looks completely astonished and agog as uh, David Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk in a courtroom and starts smashing up all the balsa wood banisters. Awesome. Stan also, I think at one point, looks like he's about to save somebody as opposed to all of his cameos in Spider-Man movies where he does. Where he does Mm -hmm. save people. Yeah, the first two Spider-Man movies, he pushes someone out of the way. Of falling debris, usually. Yeah. If I had to choose other than Big Hero Six, I'd probably say Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that, that, no, that was mine. Yeah, with the with the hair, oh, the shaky barber, the shaky barber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, it's uh, another one. What's I think it was it Civil War? 
What's the one where they, where Stanley yeah, is like I, drinking in the bar? Yeah, I think that's Civil and it, War. like yeah, he tries to dr- he drinks like Thor's. Oh, that's that's uh, that, that's uh, actually that's, Civil Age, War. that's Age of Ultron. Yeah, oh. yeah, he's drinking. He drinks from uh, Excelsior. Yeah, and he yeah. gets carried out because he's drunk oh. as shit. Yeah, that's a great one. I got two. What's that? Uh, Civil War. Are you Tony Stank? Yeah. <laughs> Tony, I have a package for Tony Stank. Was <laughs> that oh, one? I love it so much. And uh, I can't remember which uh, Spider-Man one it is, where he's Spider-Man three, where he's uh, standing next to mm-hmm. Peter, and they're they're looking up at a big screen of news and yep. things, and and he he says to Peter, "I guess one man can make a difference." Oh, Spider-Man three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the the people heart. are the people are warming up to Spider Man, and there's yeah. a, a big thing on the jumbotron that says Spider Man saves people. Mm. Well, my favorite's the one from uh, the Teen Titans Go movie where he's breaking <laughs> the fourth wall. And I'm Stan Lee, and they're like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah, yeah that, that was <laughs> it's like uh, very aggressive I and funny <laughs> and fourth wall breaking. And I'm a child, so um, let's see, Levi. Day one listener, first time questioner. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Levi. He's waited that's a long aggressive. time. Yeah. yeah. So T- that's ten years. That's a long time. Yeah. yeah. It's better be a good question. Uh, yeah. First of all, ten years in the game, going strong. Yeah. I right? just want everybody uh, to know that. Geekshowpodcastarchive.com. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. want everybody to know. Ten Don't years. And, and, ten and years. just a warning: we were a little sexist. Oh, we were. We were. It's true. And yeah, but we're learning. Damn That's it! That's the dark place. We don't go there. The yeah. light does not oh. touch. Yeah. There. No, I mean, I just put out a, head to, a heads up because they hear our, our our happy pseudo woke selves right now, and they're like, "Oh, well, they must yeah. have always been this way." I'll go. Oh no, no, sweetie. Uh, no. It's okay. No. I suffered we, for this moment. I was I we, was very token too. We, we, I, I, I did that to myself. We've been Stupid. learning. <laughs> Stupid error. Um, day one listener, first time questioner. For those who enjoy Hero Academia, if you could okay. choose a quirk, what would it be and why? So basically, if you could choose, they have some really quirky superpowers on there. Hence the name. But yeah, uh, especially like the kid with the grape head. Yeah, the grape head or the tape just, dispenser guy. Or yeah, the tape guy <laughs> yeah. out of his elbows. Like yeah. Yeah. Quirk is a superpower. Stuff. Okay. They got some, like there's the basic ones, like one lady, is her name is Mount Lady. And she just and, gets big. Yeah, and she gets yeah. big. And but they sexualize the shit. Yeah, it's oh, like God. oh man, they well, like her ass got bigger. That's a that's a fe- that's like a common fetish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, anybody? I do the fifteen second rewind. It sounds like a really stupid power. Oh, it's great! But anybody who's done any kind of radio production knows that fifteen seconds is a long ass time. Oh yeah. And so you know you have that moment in a conversation where you realize you stuck your foot in your mouth. Fifteen second rewind. Anybody with an impulse control problem could tell you that. That's fifteen me. second rewind. Me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be a good one. I think that's that great. would be a good one. If I was going to choose one from the show, I'd want to have. Uh, I can't remember his name, but it, it's the kid who has the fire and the ice powers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, and I his, can't remember his, his name. Dad's Hot the, cold. His dad's Todoroki. the fire guy. Todoroki. Todoroki. Yeah. yeah. He's badass. Yep. Um, I. That's a hard one. Like, I, I've been sitting there mm. thinking about that the whole time. Because I, 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 I do love All Might. It, it's just. It's true. It, all it's for from, one. It's, I, it's from the heart. You know what I mean? All like, Might's awesome, but why are his eyes always black? Huh? He doesn't have any whites in his demon. eyes. Yo, man. They're, yeah. they're like. Are like, you being iest? I guess he's the only character in the entire series. That's though. what makes him all might, man. All right. You know what? That's that's his plus ultra. Once you go oh, plus you know ultra, what? you lose. I just realized something. He probably had a quirk before he got all for one or one for all. And I'll bet one of the have signs you been of caught his up? Quirk? Are was, you caught up? Uh, no. Okay. Done. So do they actually explain a little I'm, bit of that? Man, shut the fuck up, man. Okay. I'm like, like, just just watch right. the damn show. I got. I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should watch the show. I just know they're getting ready to make a live action movie. 
Yeah, which I'm scared of. Yeah, yeah I, you know what? That would be my quirk: is that you don't make live action movies. <laughs> yeah, you like a racer head yeah. for live action movies. Because yeah. oh, I'm, I'm scared about the whole Cowboy Bebop thing. Too. Yeah, me like, too. I'm just, I'm just a little nervous. So sorry, we've stepped into a Kevin Smith podcast. Yeah, all of a sudden. Oh, puppies! Yeah, would you shut the door? Thanks, Lee. I mean, it's not going to stop them from barking, but that'll quiet it a little bit. Fifteen second well. rewind. You would do the the heat uh, or the fire and ice. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Like that's that's a hard one. Let me see. Uh, there, I think there's one more that we got. Uh, well, I also forget. I have one other power I want. I, I would like to be able to play the air guitar and actually have it make sound. Ooh! But well, the sound really I'm thinking cool. about, not the sound that actually comes oh, out. Okay. When I, play a real I was going to say you could do that with a real guitar. Yeah, it would just sound really bad. Yeah, what would I, be your would, code name? Shreddy Van Halen. Dude, Love it. Fuck yeah. it. I Love can't it. believe you had that ready. That's yeah. what the. F- I think, I, I, think I would just be Afro Gandalf. You know? <laughs> it would be Afro Gandalf yeah. and Shreddy Van Halen. Yeah. It would just be wandering around, fighting crimes. That's cool. Shreddy yeah. Van Halen. I think, <laughs> no, like, you know what? I would probably, my quirk would be all the weird accident, like my autocorrects, like, come into existence. Oh, that's scary. No, no, I mean, yeah. So when you say fuck, a bunch of ducks appear? N- yeah, like, <laughs> but no, like, Man, I text cat. I text cat. <laughs> I text Kat because one time uh, I was picking up uh, drinks for her, and she likes the Reds apple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The cider. Okay. So they have blueberry, they have apple, peach, and then they have black cherry. So I typed in black Cheryl. For whatever reason, it, my autocorrect said black Cheryl. And, so, and then one night I was like, what are we doing tonight? And I just said, and the tonight. And so now, like. I kind of think Black Cheryl and the Tonight is the best band name you. That's get. a great name. It's a fucking. Good, That's it, like a, an Archie Comics band. Yeah, Black Cheryl and the Tonight yeah. at Red Butte Gardens. Like, like oh, I yeah. accidentally came up with that. That's from my autocorrect. It's, it's a smooth jazz. Yeah. <laughs> Black Cheryl and the Tonight. And the Tonight. Smooth jazz. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Egg asks us. Egg okay. Foo. All right. Who? Egg hey, Foo. Eric. Who? Hey, Egg. Uh, what do you all want for Christmas? Red for Dead Krimis? Redemption 2. Yeah, for Krimmer. Merry yeah. Krimmer. <laughs> Krimmer. Merry Chrysler. But I want, I want a digital <laughs> copy of Red Dead Redemption 2, so I have to get up and change the disc like a schlub. Oh, change the schlub. disc? What like is a schlub. From, a, from another game. Oh, okay, all right. Ah. Because I'm lazy. That's want, probably what I'm getting. I want, I want everybody that I'm close to to find that peace within themselves that helps them get through the day. So you don't want Red Dead Redemption 2? I can find that myself. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I honestly can. Like the things I can get physically, those are those are fine. I can find those, and if I can't afford them now, I'll be able to afford them later. Because that's true. There are 24 hours in a day. I met a guy at a store, and I I, I accidentally walked in front of him, and I said, "I'm so sorry that I cut in front of you." He said, "That's fine, my friend. There are 24 hours in the day, and I've stuck to that. So those things can wait. But those things that you know, there's a lot of people that have some suffering in their hearts. They have these things that 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 are helping them, or uh, hurting them, or stopping them from finding that inner peace that they need. So maybe just that that little bit of of inner peace or or personal acceptance or uh, a little less self loathing that just helps them uh, helps them sleep a little better at night. Well, now I feel like a schlub. I know. I just was gonna say I a fucking drum a set. Video <laughs> yeah, yeah a drum set might be that piece of inner peace that helps you get through the night. Though having that Red Dead Redemption on digital might be the thing that helps you get through. I know, it's I know it's intangible, but. There's a lot of hurting going on. Yeah. I'd like to see a little less. I I would. That's kind of selfish of me. No, that's, not, that's. I think that's sweet. I think, honestly, I I, I came out the gates of 2018 like, fuck this shit. This is the year I'm gonna fuck shit up. You know, like I'm not taking this shit anymore. I'm, you know, I'm gonna use my voice. Use my voice. I'm gonna use my voice. Voice. 
And then I just got tired. Yeah. <laughs> I got tired. 2018 is the year of naps. No, like I got tired and I started listening more. Mm. And on, like, honestly, I started listening more. And I'm telling you, what I want for Christmas is people to just li- like, instead of the knee jerk reaction, my voice, I see something on the Internet voice. I'm not going to research yep. anything about it. Oh. I just see the first blanket headline voice. I'm no. changing my. I like that. Yeah, that's and what ju- I want and, for Christmas. And so now, now too. I'm just like I take a step back and mm-hmm. curb like my little that knee jerk reaction. Listen to to everybody. Like I I sat down and listened to a lot more conversations and and had more like I've I've learned a lot about the people that are in my life and the people that I don't want in my life mm. by listening. Yep. I love you all. No. Oh, Actually, no. I, I still want Red Dead. Red Dead, <laughs> I think. Yeah, absolutely. I can listen. <laughs> I right. can listen to Curry? that voice. Huh? You yeah, what you want? Oh, what you want for uh, Christmas? What you want for that pagan look, holiday? Oh, Merry Christmas. Um, I want. Uh, finish unpacking your house. Right? Yeah, I want my house to be a, <laughs> to come over and unpack my house for me. No, uh, I think what I want is for everyone to watch Vine compilations so that when I make references, people will get them. <laughs> Because Did you I'm so that? lonely. I'm like the lonely king of Vine.com, which is now gone. It was a website yep. that yeah. that went down in 2016. Well, now they're trying to bring that Tic Tac shit. It's in. all about yeah. TikTok now. Well, no. it's yeah. Sick, yeah, fucking TikTok, yeah. gross. It's like it, it's there was like six song. second videos, and a lot of people like had their like a lot of really bad people had their rise to fame from Vine, like yeah. J. Paul. But yeah. like I know, why gross. you always lying? Yeah. <laughs> but also like some really good comedians like found their like voice on Vine, and it's like I don't know. It's something that I used to do when I was depressed. I'd watch Vine for 12 hours a day. Filling a 12-hour day in your bed watching six-second videos is like a joy. You yep. like experience That's a whole range of hilarious emotions. Plus, there's a, a lot great, of videos. I do, it, you know, I do it with my son. Like, when he comes over now, he he just, like, we watch old Vine yep. compilations on YouTube. And they're so funny. And they're just great. And I'm like, damn, this shit makes him happy. Yeah, it makes me immeasurably happy. So if more people in this world can watch some good Vine compilations, there's some really funny ones that are like, Vine compilations that butter my biscuit, Vine compilations that make my grandma laugh, Vine compilations that are very wholesome. Like, they're just very... <laughs> Very, like really cute. I liked Will Sasso on Vine. Yeah, oh, he was Will Sasso funny so with funny. his lemons. The, yeah. the, what, the what are those guys? Well, life gives you lemons. Died, Did you, the, Which what, one? The what are those guy? They made oh yeah, what are those? Panther. He died. What? Yeah, like as we recorded. Did he died like, before like or after Black Panther? Yeah. No, after. Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, but he died like recently. Yeah, I got to see like, his like, his life's work on that. Right? Yeah. yeah. I just want to go into a room and go, actually, Megan? And then everyone says, I have hemorrhoids. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, see? Yeah. You won't. I don't. I don't. So you know, I just, that's what you I feel want so alone. I'm <laughs> Lonely sorry. King on a shitty website. I, I what you want for Krimmer, Jackson? <laughs> uh, we got the fireside chat coming up. We'll oh fuck no! Oh, I don't want a fireside. Ch- I don't want to cry. I oh, want tissues. Fuck, I forgot. That's yeah. what I want for Christmas. I want tissues. It's either next week or the week after. Oh, so. Fuck, I'm I so forgot. excited. I forgot. I'm the only person who looks forward to the fireside I, chat. I do, and, and nobody makes cra- me feel my own it's feelings. It's crazy because every time I listen to the fireside chat, I'm on the. I'm on the east, excuse me, the west side of the 215. Mm. Like, I'm telling, by just, and it's not even on purpose. It's just like, I'll just, and we get to it. I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck, 215. I'm heading, I'm usually heading towards the airport. Mm -hmm. So, I got some flights coming up. Let me go let him in here. I'm sorry. It's, it's very barky. It's all good. He's cute, though. Has to be a derpy. Oh, it's it's funny that he's that he he ducks the whole thing of what he wants for Christmas by saying fireside chat like that's what he wants for Christmas. We should interrogate yeah, right? him. Do you guys want to interrogate yeah, him? Yeah, no, I mean, press him yeah, hard. Yeah. It's not what I want for 
What do you it's want for just, Christmas, Carrie? Yeah. Just, yeah. just sure it'll be addressed in the fireside chat. No, I mean... I it, can turn my light on on my phone and hold it above your head. What do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Kwanzaa? <laughs> who's good Who's good cop? Who's bad right. cop? Here's a letter. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. you, See oh, how he's... For the he, oh, I'm, he so, dodged, I'm so sorry. He dodged that. Oh. I'm so sorry. Unbelievable. Letters. My fucking letters. We got them. Letters. You want letters? Letters. Letters. Sometimes I had to fill and in a song. <laughs> one <laughs> day God. I'll do the remixed version. Just today is yes. not that day. I love the sexy hip hop version that Jay was just doing. Yeah, uh, this is from uh, John Lemerand in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, greetings and thanks to all at Geek Show. A few months back, I wrote to you with a problem regarding my role in a group of friends and how to help them tackle the problems that they're having with their lives. And your response was very helpful and kind. For the past year, I've been sculpting their Christmas gifts. Each is a representation of my friends as an anthropomorphized animal, combined with a bit of the character they tend to play in our many tabletop RPG games. That's cool. I've noticed that there are numerous parallels between my group of friends and the Geek Show crew that I love so much, so I thought you all might enjoy your own copies of the figures that I've been sculpting. What? Uh, you will find the figures here enclosed. They're in oh this box. Uh, I left them unpainted, as I think that uh, one of your members might be able to do a bang-up job in that regard. I'm retired. <laughs> it's, it's me. <laughs> He's talking about me. Tony <laughs> with a permanent marker. Uh, there we go. It's, 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 our, it's our, our, our YouTube series, Man Squatch Painting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he says, I'm curious which Geek Show members might gravitate toward which figure. So it's like a psychological experiment. Ah. So if you have any questions or want to know anything about them, I have little vague bios written about each character on my Etsy page. It's etsy.com uh, slash shop Draco Humerus, uh, where I have been selling them uh, offset to, to cost the production. He's just So he's not making any money on them. He's just doing them for fun. So his psychological experiment is which one of these characters are we naturally drawn to? Now, I'll try to oh, describe cool. these as best I can. These I think, are way cool. I think these are 3D printed. I'm not sure. Let me see. You could, you could tell. Yeah. The first one is, it looks like a toad or a frog in an, in an overcoat. He's got goggles on his head, too. He's got goggles on, on, on his head. His so head. maybe he's like a scientist yeah. or something like that. No, these are, these are resin casts. Oh, they're resin casts? Yeah. So it looks like he sculpted them and then made uh, latex molds out of them. Thing. Okay. I love when Lee does this. Then there is this. This looks to me... Like, like a badger. Like a badger yeah, a, who's holy got uh, shit, you know this, this uh, robes and stuff. Plus, he's carrying a large axe. That's yeah, cool. There's, well, that. there's, there's no. These are three D printed. He's got a really he's good resin really, printer. Really fine. Uh, yeah, because because I, I was looking for the artifacting on it, and there's no artifacting. But then I just saw a little bit of wow. That's really stuff. good. Now there's this one that is some sort of like lizard or velociraptor who looks. He's hunched over, so it's making him look sneaky. Oh, sneaky two daggers, and he's got. Two daggers and a, rope. An and a third on the back, so he he might be an assassin. So did he file that's them for, down? Is that what he ooh, did? That's, yeah, he just, he that's just for probably extra. ran them off. Ooh, that's the third dagger. The there, mm. but that third dagger is for extra yeah, stuff. Really good work, dude. <laughs> then he's got uh, here's a. Uh, In all seriousness, there is a third dagger. Yeah, <laughs> there really is. And there is a uh, a cat who has some sort of, I think, magic staff, because she's got her hand yeah. out in some sort of... That's fun. Well, every party needs a mage. Magic pose, so she's probably the mage of the group. Cool. I like that this badger is like a barbarian. And then there is this one, who looks like he might be some sort of leader or religious figure. 
He looks like a fox. A cleric. Yeah, he looks like a cleric. He's a cleric. Such he's, a cleric. He's so, got his religious totem. He's healing. So he's uh, he's uh, and he's a fox, I think. So yeah, he is. What was this gentleman's name again? Oh, this is uh, let's see. This is uh, John Lemeron. John uh, Madison, if you can, if you can, yeah, if you can write back, because uh, frankly, I want to know how you sculpted these, because it looks like traditional sculpting, but at the same time, how'd you go about the 3D printing? Because this is. This yeah. is really good work. How would you it really is. This so, is really cool. Well, but it's yeah. just Etsy.com Draco Humerus. H-U-M-E-R-U-S. Oh, is this a hyena? That's really cool. I, yeah, I, I feel a like badger I, or a hyena, I don't know. I yeah. think. So which which ones are you gravitating toward? Well, well, this this is me. I think I automatically liked the uh, toad man with the... Uh, oh, the mad scientist? Yeah, the mad scientist toad man. I, I, I know me. Which one you... Dagger. Lizard yeah. boy. Lizard dagger. The, the, sne- the, the, sneaky, the sneaky dagger guy. Which makes me the, the fox or coyote. This is, <gasps> this is a, what so is this? That a makes ma- Shannon a, a cleric. girl. A cleric. A cleric, a cleric is like a, a, uh, like a spiritual healer or uh, a, a leader. Um, wait, wait. Put, put the fox and the hyena together. They're, they're, they're touching. <gasps> they like, guys, they're both casting. It's the they're creation really, of David with the fox. This is the Sistine Chapel. That's I'm always I'm chapel. always drawn towards barbarian types because I always think of barbarians as you know everybody thinks of a barbarian as like your Conan type, right? The the simple thinker, uh, mm-hmm. smash, yeah, smash, right? And I've I've been a very large person my entire life, so mm-hmm. I think people see me on the outward appearance, and and it's the barbarian, right? But I'm a thinker, so I, oh. Sorry, Hudson. I kicked your dog by accident. <laughs> he was excited. Yeah, he was excited about barbarian talk. Right. So this is really nice work, man. <laughs> All right. I just, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like this Velociraptor lizard. This is a, this, it's actually, wait, this is like, yeah, this is like a raptor chameleon assassin dagger guy. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, I, I like it. I have my, I have my reasons, but. We're not going to turn this into a <laughs> psychoanalysis. Yeah, I liked the uh, the toad, the toad slash mad scientist because he looks like the kind of character that he'd say something and you'd wonder if he's if he's saying something ridiculous on purpose or if he's just trying Ridic- to go just being you, ridiculous. Just being ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, there's one more. Oh wow! I left one out. This is kind of a mouse or a vole or something. Oh wow! Oh, that's cool. Or, or some kind of fox. It's maybe? the rogue. Because he's got a fluffy tail, so yeah. maybe he's also a fox. He's a rogue, though. Oh, this guy's wait. probably a bard. Oh, wait a minute. I might want to... Can I trade... I got a... Tradesies? Like, oh, I... oh, it's a thief. It's a thief. Yeah, a thief. yeah that's yeah. a... Thief and assassins were very Assassin, similar. Yeah. Thieves and assassins are both rogues. It's, it's a subclass. Yeah, like... They, you, know, <laughs> you tell them. But it's, it's just... But, like, that's... I've always loved... I've always loved rogues. Yeah. And, like, thief and assassins were... Rogues. Oh, this, these these are just... The, the character work on these is fantastic, so... I kind of want. They to remind me of the Wind in the Willows characters. They're really yeah, like just a little bit. Or if you're a red, if you're a Redwall fan, Redwall. yeah, I love Redwall. There's, there's a lot of that in this. Yeah, Redwall's great. Seriously, very nicely done. Well, do you want to take these and paint them? I'd, uh, when, when I have time, I will. Yeah. I would gladly paint them up cool. for you guys. Cool. cool. So, all right, and well, I'll uh, I'll post pictures on the Geek Show uh, Facebook page when they're done. That'd oh, be great. That'd be amazing. That'd be great. Uh, anything before we uh, shut this down? No games. No games. Nothing new this week. All yeah, right. just uh, just. There, there are a lot of cool games. I'll, uh, as as time goes on and my role at Bleeding Cool evolves, I'll actually be covering more of the what we call them analog games. 
uh, non-digital games. I got gotcha. you. Uh, but there's a lot of really cool stuff coming out uh, because people are just like the self-publishing world or the podcasting world where people with ideas are saying, hey, I can do this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of self-published games coming out that are really pretty exciting. These, I mean, these figures be, are a yeah, perfect yeah. example. So of I'll be covering quite a few of those because... Uh, I have game companies that want me to review yeah. their stuff, so I'll be able to talk about them a little bit on Geek Show, too. Yeah, John nice. did an amazing job. John, yeah, you did good work, man. incredible. All right. Yep. Uh, Kari, since this has been passed on to you, yes. if you would, please. Women eating ham? The feminists are taking over. <laughs> All right. Oh, you stayed till the end for the celebrity sizzle. Oh. And there are a ton of them. Oh, my God. This is, I think, the <laughs> largest number of celebrities that have been on one episode. As we record this, uh, if you want to see something fun, I just made it today. I'm going to wait till Monday to post it on my Facebook page. But go check out uh, my Facebook page. And I took a clip from every time I made a celebrity laugh in 2018. <laughs> and every single, every, from every interview I did, holy shit, I talked to a lot of people this year. <laughs> and then I realized that I hit gold. We talked about the platinum stuff last episode. Mm-hmm. I hit gold on October 21st, and I will hit platinum on December 30. No. December 23rd. That's how much I've been flying, goddammit. Yay, Sky Miles. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Martin, Hollywood's best friend. Let's uh, let's begin with... Uh, we're we're going to have three interviews and reviews yeah. of these movies. So let's start with The Bird Box. Now, Bird is, Box. is this a Netflix? This is Netflix, man. I'm not kidding. I've said it before, and that's yeah. in a big movie, too. They are coming out swinging. Oh, yeah. They 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 want to get their stuff in the Oscars. Yeah. They want to do all of that. They they want to be a movie company. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, and, and I could maybe mention it later, but uh, I'm telling you right now, based on the critics, uh, as we record this, the, U- the Utah Film Critics Association meets tomorrow, right from right now, and then, uh, but a lot of other critics associations have already put their wins in. Mm-hmm. The two, the you want to know the fight this year? Mm-hmm. It's the favorite, which I told, told you last week. That is my favorite movie of the year, mm-hmm. and my number two, which is also the, the other contender, Roma. Oh yeah, which yeah, is Netflix, which is Netflix, which is Netflix. And so I will tell you right now, uh, if Roma doesn't win foreign language, I will be shocked. Really, and I would not be surprised if it actually won Best Picture. And that's going to piss off the movie companies so it's, much. It's going to be a fucking game changer. Yeah, like, it will completely. And so that's what. And I'll tell you, I've been talking with my Netflix reps, and that's what they're going for. Because I talked to one of them, I said, "I was like, man, you guys are guaranteed foreign language." I'd be shocked if you didn't. She goes, "Oh, we're going for Best Picture. Fuck, you know, like not oh, like wow. not fuck foreign language, <laughs> but you know, like but we're going for the the big one." That's hey, and kudos. Then, kudos. then I thought because I'm always a believer that if you're if you told if the best story has been told and it was told by the best storyteller, which is, means that I always agree. Nine point nine times out of ten, that the, if it wins Best Picture, it should be Best Director as well. Mm-hmm. Like that, I think they go hand in hand. If that's the case with Roma, it's directed by Alfonso Cuarón, who did Children of Men and Gravity and uh, the best oh, Harry God. Potter. I love Children of Men. But the best thing about that though is, do you remember who won last year? Mm. It's Guillermo del Toro. Ah, they are good buddies. That's right. So they will have a party or a fiesta down in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with uh, the interviews for Bird Box, and then we'll get your review. Now, well, where, where do you want to start? Uh, we can start with the director. I got to pull up the my phone. Suzanne today. Beer. Suzanne Beer. Yeah, she's actually a prominent director. She's been nominated for a lot of things. Uh, but yeah, she's a lot of fun, and you kind of get like a feeling. Like, oh, this might be a little stiff, and all of a sudden you'll hear it in the interview about maybe a minute into it. She just like loosens up, and it's just fun from then there and to the next one. And then we'll just jump right into the next one after that. Yeah. So okay. let's let's go to Suzanne Beer. Okay. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you. Uh, this film, first of all, is absolutely terrifying, <laughs> which is a great thing. You know, yeah. uh, I'm curious. You know, when you, I'm assuming you read the novel. I'm curious, like, what popped out in that novel that you're like, I need to put this on the screen. You know, I read the script before I read the novel. Oh, okay. So, so I kind of here's the sc- read the script fast, and Sandra Bullock wants to play Mallory, mm-hmm. and I was like, 
whoa, I read it and I thought, that's very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting doing a thriller like that. Very exciting having Sandra Bullock to play this, to kind of portray this unusual portrayal of motherhood, yeah. which I found really fascinating. Yeah. So it came to me that way. And then I read the novel afterwards mm. and, and thought it was amazing and kind of was very happy to see that it actually, the elements of the novel that really talked to me was in the script as well. Yeah. Besides the fact that she's absolutely amazing, what was it about Sandra Bullock that was perfect for this role for you? You know, Mallory, who's the character in the movie, is not a, you know, she's not necessarily pleasant at all time. She's a pretty tough mother. Yeah. And she talks harshly to the kids and she drags them. <laughs> yeah. And she's going to do anything it takes for them to survive. That's what she wants to do. She doesn't name them. She calls them boy and girl. Yeah. And she's kind of armed herself so that they can survive. Yeah. And I think for anybody else to play that part would be difficult because Sandra Bullock has this, she's so relatable. She's, she's, she's very honest. She's mm. very sincere. She's so likable. <laughs> and I think because of that, you understand at all times what it is Mallory does. I think I don't think anybody else would have managed that. I'm not sure exactly how well they could see when they had the blindfolds on, but I'm curious, like as a director, like are you sitting there like nervous, like please don't trip on that, please don't fall over? Like you know, how well did they know like the the past? No, they were taking? we was we were, I was sitting. Please don't trip on that. Please don't. <laughs> please don't. And, and, and you know, and, and Sandra did hit the camera. Yeah, she did. You know, the, the you know it was pretty daunting. Yeah, I mean, we made sure it wasn't. Dangerous, sure. but it was it was scary. Yeah. I did. I had a number of sleepless nights. Also, <laughs> two small two small kids on the river blindfolded. Yeah. Um, whoa! Yeah. Like um, it was it was a bit like the movie, Check like the small sets. small scale like the movie to shoot it. <laughs> Making sure the sets are all clear yeah. at night. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, you know, you've had an amazing career with some fascinating films. I'm curious who influenced your style of directing. I've always been really influenced by the like the seventies American um, cinema, mm -hmm. Dark Day Afternoon, um, any of the war films, uh, Apocalypse Now, um, uh, like that whole area of movies. As the characters are sitting in this house, they really just can't go outside with nothing to do. I'm curious if you were in that situation and you had one movie that you could watch over and over and over and over. Not so much that's your favorite, but you can just watch it over and over. Which movie would that be? Some like it hot. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> At least gives you hope. <laughs> but I think about, I actually, you know, it's interesting because this movie, yes, it's super scary, but it does have hope in it. Oh, yeah. And I don't think I would have done it otherwise. Yeah. Because I, I don't have an inclination to what's really, really dark stuff. I kind of have an inclination to what's something yeah. which is which is riveting, but still has an element of hope. And then kind of going back to the, with the blindfolds and whatnot, what was the hardest scene to film? I mean, you know, Two small kids on a ferocious river, <laughs> yeah. blindfolded, and Sandra Bull blindfolded mm. on a crazy river. That was pretty um, challenging. Yeah, it's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. There we go. Woo. All right, so now the stars. Yeah. Of Bird Box. Uh, well, you got Trevante Rhodes, and then you've got well. Every time I've heard somebody say, "Have you ever interviewed this person?" because she is the absolute nicest person in the world. Sandra Bullock. I keep hearing that. And first of all, holy, I don't know what deal she made with the devil along oh, with Paul Rudd. Yeah. But she looks gorgeous. And I, just a little bit of celebrity gossip confession here. <laughs> I always rooted, because they worked together on the space movie, Gravity. Yeah. I always rooted for her to hook up with Clooney. But <laughs> there goes Clooney off with that, you know, lawyer and yeah, yeah. activist, you know. And, you know, that decent of a human know, being. <laughs> yeah, decent person. <laughs> Uh, I always just thought those two would be great together, but uh, Sandra Bullock, I've yeah. always liked 
Who is not? Who not? Who does not like Sandra Bullock? Who, who didn't like her? And one of the questions I had in my car, and I didn't get around to it. We just ran out of time. Is I have absolute respect for her because she is one of only a handful of people who have actually shown up at the Razzie Awards to accept her Razzie. Yes, for a movie called All About Steve, where she was obsessed with Bradley Cooper. Yes, it's a shitty, shitty movie. But she showed up in, with a fucking wheelbarrow or a wagon, like a red ra- wagon, with copies of All About Steve to give it to everybody. It was hilarious. That's great. And I'm like, that means you just don't give a shit. Points. And, so you can find her speech on YouTube. It's actually really good. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, Trevante Rhodes and Sandra Bullock. It's an absolute pleasure to meet both of you. Nice to meet you. This film is absolutely thrilling, and I loved it. Um, I'm curious, as I was watching it, how well could you really see with the blindfolds? Because I kept wanting someone to go, like, right in front of you. No, we couldn't. Nothing. Nothing. The director just said, walk and just don't trip. No. <laughs> no. She, she, you want to trip. You want to trip. So anytime that we, we had a great um, Steadicam operator whose job it was to follow us at all times. That's why there wasn't normally a locked off camera. Yeah. Whoever was with us knew to get out of our way if we turned. Um, but if we fell, it was okay. If you tripped, if you ran into something, it was okay. Yeah. You didn't want to have us have a clean path because yeah. then that, that wouldn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Amongst your cast members, who was the clumsiest blindfolded cast member? Uh-oh. Here it comes. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you got to... She's here, but, you know, definitely. I, but because I would change direction, and <laughs> we would have to pull the camera. Sometimes I would clip the camera and just... It's <laughs> <laughs> my job. Yeah. I put my life at risk. <laughs> uh, this year, we've, we've actually... And you probably may have heard some of the comparisons. We had a, a kind of horror film deal with sound and mm-hmm, hearing. Mm-hmm. Now we have one deal with sight. Mm-hmm. If we're going to make a five movie, like uh, I think they call it Pentology is what they would call it, five movies. What's the next uh, sense we're going to deal with? Is it going to be taste? Ooh, taste would be interesting. <laughs> the fear of taste? Uh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be turn of the century, two turns ago. You know, the tasters who would always taste the king's meal beforehand yeah, to see if it was poisoned. The thrill of that, the person's job, like he, just, as he got closer and closer from the tasting. One of them is like Russian roulette. I think it'd be amazing. This is a death character. Amazing. <laughs> I think it'd be amazing. Simple. The taster. Interesting. The taster. Let me get my book out and just start writing. <laughs> good stuff. How frustrating did it really get just being blindfolded all the she time? She said blood. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's I mean, blood mm. from my face. Wow. It's my craft. You must bleed. You don't. You haven't completed your craft until you bleed from the from face. My face. <laughs> <laughs> they, they mentioned that when the if you kind of see these demons or what we're calling them, they might show you your greatest fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you looked into it, what would you see? My children. Something happening to my kids. No, oh, I thought you mean you fear your children. I, guess I fear my kids. No, they fear me. <laughs> I think I think what's you know Louis walked around and would ask everyone. Yeah. Did he ask you what your greatest fear was? Like he was just he wanted he was very interested in knowing what everyone's greatest fear was. And like I, I don't think most people have to will allow themselves to answer that question. Yeah. Um, especially since we live in such a safe society, to, you know. But I, I think you ask a parent sure. what their greatest fear is, and it's the loss of their child. Oh, that's a good answer. You got one for you? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, just the, <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, just the loss of a family member for sure. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's always that's tough. So yeah, there's you know multiple scenes in this movie where you guys are locked inside this house and you just can't go outside. And I always kind of think about that kind of scenario. If you were sitting there and you had one VHS tape of a movie you could watch over and over and over, mm. not your favorite movie Ooh. per se. But one you could watch over and over. What would you choose? Well, you'd, I'd want something that had humor in it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, something with Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a good one. But then uh, we've got kids in the house, so you got to. Fi- Mrs. Doubtfire's great. I maybe Forrest Gump. Oh, oh. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. God damn yeah. it! Yeah, uh, that's a good one. 
Something that has a message about hopefulness that's still funny. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, people die, but it's okay. Yeah. And maybe something to do when you're locked inside a house too, and it's a question I like to ask everybody because it tells a lot about a person. What is your go-to karaoke song? No one wants to hear me sing. Good God. And I come from singers. I can't sing. Can you sing? I mean, I try. Do you? I try. Do you really? I do. Like, what would you go to karaoke song? I'm, and there's a song, I forget, I was thinking about the name of it. Uh, there's a song by Shy. Uh, I don't know. Shy, sing yeah. it. Well, sing it to us. See if we Definitely not happening. Why? I believe the children are the future. Teach them well. That's the song. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I think if any karaoke person, they at least try. Yes, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't try. I just sit it out. <laughs> Absolute pleasure being here. Thank you. you Thank you. She is a national treasure. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's review the movie and then we'll uh, get to the stars of Welcome to Marwin. Uh, yeah. So Bird Box, what do you? Uh, I I loved it. The premise is is that basically uh, it's post apocalyptic. You know, things are happening across the. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that me? That's you. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, uh, I, so I saw the trailer, and it's it's post-apocalyptic, and I kind of got the feeling it's it's a quiet place, but with the eyes. Well, it kind of starts out like, even though I don't compare it to this movie by any more means in this you know one description, is that at the beginning of the happening, all these people just start committing suicide out of nowhere, right? That's the same thing what happens here, except it's happening over like in Russia and like Europe. And so her, uh, Sandra Bullock and her, uh, is it Sarah Polly? Is that the girl that's yeah. in uh, American Horror Story? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's a great actress. She plays her sister. And she's like, you know, there's some things going on like that. She's like, ah, it's in Europe. It ain't coming over here. <laughs> like, you know, uh, well, of course it does. And so basically what it is, these people just got, start committing suicide. And what the revelation becomes is that there's, they never really get too deep into it, which I love because it's less is more. Yeah, it lets your brain finish the painting. Yeah, so basically it's, it's, there's these kind of demons outside. And if you make eye contact with them, it puts your deepest, darkest fear inside you constantly. And you're just like, fuck it. And you, you will just, kill yourself. You just want to kill yourself. And so, so you can move out amongst them. You just can't well, look. If you look at every poster, they're wearing blindfolds. So the yeah. entire movie, they're wearing blindfolds. Uh, and I said in the interview, as you heard, I, I treated it because a lot of people make it the comparison to a quiet place yeah. where you can't make noise and now you can't look. And so, yeah, I mean, there is that connection, but they're both great horror films. Yeah. Just, I mean, and just the idea of having to basically, because there's a radio wave that comes out and says we have salvation down in this down the river. So she has to make this like 48-hour journey with these two kids down a river, blindfolded. Wow. wow. <laughs> okay. Is, it's terrifying. Wow. And so I loved it. I think it's her best work in years. Um, you know, uh, I think I told her because she won the Oscar for it, even though I don't think it's her best work for the blind side. But uh, <laughs> but it's, it's some of her best work because like, she's done, I didn't like Ocean's uh, 8, is it the one she did? I yeah. thought I thought she was so good in Gravity because she oh, she was yeah that's probably the last great thing she, she was did. the only person on the screen essentially yeah. I no. mean you she, know she's amazing yeah uh, so what when do you give it three I'm about three and a half three and a half yeah and when does it premiere on Netflix do you uh, remember December twenty first December twenty first yeah. all right coming up well then let's move now to Welcome to Marwin <laughs> yeah. and you sat down with uh, Steve Carell and Robert Zemeckis if you ever want to see me lose my shit if you thought it was fun with uh, Jackie Chan. Holy shit. And what's kind of sad is a lot of it's not on camera. So, because I brought... Well, yeah. <laughs> if you, well, because if you ever see... Uh, well, I've got the... it was Our good friend Jeremiah uh, gave me a replica of the flux capacitor. A, a and so, replica of the drawing that Doc made. No, no. It's the flux. Oh, okay. Like, right. It probably weighs about 15 pounds. Oh, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And you okay, open it, right. it's metal, the lights turn on and everything like that. And I had Christopher Lloyd sign it when he came to Fan X. And then, and it's the greatest because he doesn't know how to spell you and you are, mm. <laughs> or you're and you are. <laughs> so you are friend in time. And so, uh, so I found out they're like, do you want to interview Steve Carell and Robert Zemeckis in Dallas? And I was like, 
Fuck yes. And this was, this was, you were probably the first person to come in and not give a shit about Steve Carell. It's all about Robert it Zemeckis. Even though I love Steve Carell, though. I think Steve Carell's hilarious. Because I, and I'll get to that in a second, too. But, um, so I said, uh, you know, absolutely. And so it was the in and out in one day. No hotel stay. Just, yeah, like, fly just, to Dallas in the morning. Do you, and, and we were... God, there's only like seven people because I think they did like the news networks that morning, like Dallas news stations. Mm-hmm. So there's only like about seven of us. So and I was right in the middle, and so uh, and I so I but I brought uh, my luggage as I've, if I was staying for like a week, you know. Mm-hmm. And but I put that fucking flux of pass in there, and I was like, first of all, TSA does not appreciate that because they had no fucking idea what it was. <laughs> what is this? When I went to Dallas, oh. and so they opened it up, and he's like, "What is this?" I said, "I will give you a nickel." If you could figure that out. <laughs> and he goes, I have no fucking idea. And I tell him, he's like, okay. So then when I walk into the room with Zemeckis and Krell, Krell immediately goes, what is that? Like that? And Zemeckis turns around and goes, are you kidding me? It's a flux capacitor. Like that. Like, and I'm like, yeah, it is. Like that. And so uh, and I go, we'll, we'll get to that. Let's do the interview first, blah, blah. So at the end of it, you can actually hear in the raw footage, he goes, do you want me to sign that? And I'm like, absolutely. That's so the cameras turn off. So he starts signing it. What's, you know, how do you spell your name, blah, blah, blah. And then I uh, look at Krell and I'd say on a side note, if you go back to my Emily Blunt interview, we talk about fake vomits because I think they're the greatest things on earth. <laughs> and, she, and she says <laughs> that uh, Colbert and Carell, if you ever, I think it's called Waiters Who Are Nauseated by Food. Yeah. It's the greatest sketch ever from back in the day. And so I mentioned, I said, I, try, I go, Emily Blunt and I just talked about this and I tried to get her to do a quote from Mary Poppins doing a dry heave, basically. <laughs> and he goes, oh, there's no way that <laughs> Disney would let her do that. <laughs> I go, well, I got close. So they were fun. Uh, Zemeckis was great. You know, it was like one of those things. But, you know, I signed the thing. I showed him my tattoo. And I love it because he goes, oh, it's the sketch. Yeah. Like, he's, like, he's like, it's always the, like the box. Like, you know, the, yeah. real, the real thing goes, that's great. Like that. I go, yeah, you know, my friends and I got, you know, key tattoos on the same day. And that's what I chose. And so as I'm walking out, I hear the guy next guy coming, and I just hear from the you know because I'm walking out to the hallway. I hear him walking in and goes, "How the fuck do I follow that?" <laughs> that's, so that's what you deal with Jimmy Martin. That's yeah, well, this was Back to the Future shit. <clears throat> All right, and so well, let's let's uh, hear Jimmy's interview with Steve Carell and Robert Zemeckis, and then he can tell us about Welcome to Marwin. It's an absolute honor to meet both of you. Thanks. Uh, a huge fan, one of my favorite comedians of all time, one of my greatest, <laughs> one of my favorite directors of all time. This movie is phenomenal. Uh, and I'm curious, how did you get uh, introduced to the story of Mark uh, from the beginning for both of you? Um, we, I think we both, st- I stumbled on the documentary. Yeah. And then I, you know, obviously uh, from there I, I just went to find out who this guy was. Yeah. But it was a documentary. I was just fascinated by his story. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, I, you know, I saw it, I couldn't get out of my head. And I thought, boy, this is ever made into a feature film. Yeah. Uh, I, I at least want to know what's happening with it because I, I it, it moved me in a really deep way. Yeah. Uh, after you got to work with Mark, like, what was a, a fact about him that you didn't know about him uh, that you'll always remember about him? His sense of humor really yeah. struck me. And <laughs> he's very self-deprecating. Obviously, yeah. he's very shy. He's very private. But at the same time, he has a very sly sense of humor. Yeah. And he's completely cognizant of the fact that this world this cre- that he's created seems odd to some people yeah and he kind of relishes it he sort of, he sort of loves the oddity of it and he loves the way people respond to it but um but also he also is self-deprecating in the sense that he doesn't understand what all the hubbub is he doesn't understand why the documentary why robert zemeckis is making a feature <laughs> film loosely based on his life he you know he's just a guy who d- does this art and uh sees it as very simple, awesome. but that's part of his charm, too. Yeah. 
what do you take away from say oh that plus the fact that his you know his he's got such a amazing imagination and the worlds that he creates through his photographs are astounding and the stories that are, that are that are kind of represented by those photos are incredibly elaborate yeah for both of you, you both have amazing careers. I hope they never end anytime soon. Uh, for you, what's the, what still excites you about getting in front of the camera? And for you, what still excites you about getting behind the camera? Um, when I can be scared mm -hmm. and, and surprised by something, sure. that, that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm scared all the time. I think it's good think to be scared. We, we, we work in a fear-based business. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. From this particular production, what's the one lesson you'll take on to the next project that you learned? From this, from this movie? Yeah. Um, boy, what, that's, I mean, I guess from Mark, you know, just the, the resiliency of the human spirit. It's, mm -hmm. it's something that, not necessarily learned, but reaffirmed, that yeah. it's nice to see that people like that exist in the world, that yeah. people can go through real hardship and tragedy and not be bitter and not be cynical because yeah. it's a really cynical world we live in now it's true. and to have a, a voice like that out there um is is heartwarming yeah and for you oh uh, what you know kind of like what i do after i make every movie just you know, just get back up on that horse. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I can do. Uh, I love the animated sequences in this thing, and what was the most difficult part about creating that, that world? Um, well, you know, you know uh, the, the most difficult part, we used enhanced performance capture, mm -hmm. so there's not really any animation. It's all the actors sure. driving their, their, their own uh, three, you know, their digital doll yeah. in the movie. The, the, you know, the part that was difficult was nailing it down in the early, in the early stages of, before we started production, doing the R&D to make sure that this idea of taking the actual emotional power of the, of the actor's performance and translating it to the doll without with it being seamless for the audience, yeah. that was the most important thing we had to get right. Yeah. Uh, you know, the dolls take Mark into a world, you know, almost to escape reality. And I'm curious what movie for you, it doesn't have to be your favorite, but what movie for you takes you out of reality and just makes you happy? Forrest Gump, I mean. It's a great one. Do you, do you, are you familiar with that movie? I've heard of it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty good. That's a perfect example of like a movie that takes you to a, transports you, and it, and it defines, it, it defies being categorized too, because yeah. what is it? Is it a drama? Is it a comedy? Mm -hmm. Is it an adventure? It's all of those things. Yeah. Um, and, and those are the kind of movies that really resonate with me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have. I, I I have a list that's pretty long, and and and, but you're right. You know, when it's and and there are always those movies that you know. I don't know. You know, I have them on my shelf. Yeah. Um, but I'll be you know just kind of you know surfing through what's on you know cable TV, and then if it's, there's if that movie's on, I'll start watching it, and then I I'll just watch it till it's over. And, it, and you're right, it makes me feel good. There you go. Absolute honor meeting you guys. Thanks. Thanks. Likewise. Thanks, Likewise. Thanks, Thanks a lot. There you go. Woo. Yeah. Man, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> that, this is my Jackie Chan moment of the year. This is my Jackie Chan. All right. Uh, so I was seriously just like, oh, and on a side note, when I went back through the airport, if you didn't see my Facebook status, when I went back to Dallas and I went uh, through security, put my back through the thing. Now it's signed with the flex in the luggage. And the guy, just, the TSA agent who's observing all the x-rays just goes, we got a Back to the Future fan here. <laughs> oh, so he's, he knew. He knew it from all the right. x-ray. Okay. So 
Welcome to Marwin. Uh, one of my top five movies of the year. Now this is uh, this is it was a doc. It, it's a true story. Yep. And it was a documentary it's called and now, Marwin Call. Marwin Call. Yeah. And I've been dying to see that. So I think I've I'm gonna, got it right now in my house. I got oh, it from Netflix. If you want to borrow it, I'll borrow it. Yeah. Uh, and then I heard they were going to make this movie mm-hmm. and then, you know stop motion and, and all that stuff. So oh, it's not stop motion. Oh, it's not. It's performance capture. Perf- oh. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. I thought it was stop motion. Okay. No, no, it's it's totally them. It's the same kind of thing they did with Mowgli, you know, Gollum. Well, that's even better. Yeah. All right, so top five movies. They're they're made to look like dolls. Basically, the whole story is that this guy, his name's Mark, um, and he... I, I I need to watch the documentary. I haven't watched it since I got it back. I watched it ten, almost 10 years ago. But basically, in the movie, I'll just go with this. He likes to wear women's shoes. I thought he might be a full cross-dresser. But in the movie, he just says, I like to wear women's shoes. And so there was one day, and this is the true story, is that he was at a bar. There's this group of fucking Nazis there. And he got drunk and started basically mouthing off to him, saying, like, well, I like wearing women's shoes. Well, this, and, well, they took him outside and basically beat be- the shit out almost of him. beat him to death. Yeah. To where the fact of, after that beating... He had to recover in hospital. They almost killed him, and he does not remember anything before the attack. Really? Like, it's gone. He was in the military. He was in this. So, And he used to be an artist, but now he can't even control his hands. But, I mean, they shake too much kind of thing. So now what he does is takes these dolls in this you know, imaginary town that he has on the side of his house. It's all like you know, like, like doll houses yeah. uh, called Marwin Call. Or call, it's called Marwin in, in the movie. You'll, realize, you'll find out why it's called Marwin Call. Uh, and so he does photography, and does, and people just became fascinated. So, so he with it. Ta- he takes pictures of these action figures yeah. posed in various scenes, yeah. and I guess he put them on the internet or something. Or people Probably saw on the them, internet, but it, yeah, it just spread like wildfire. Yeah, people and saw them. He lives in upstate New York, so then all of a sudden, you know, they want to do galleries, you know, art shows and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, he, and you heard in the interview, like he still to this day does not get why people like it so much. <laughs> so, um, but it's it, it's Steve Carell's great. I know we kind of talked with the he came out with the movie just recently called Beautiful Boy, where it's like. I miss kind of funny Corel, yeah. you know? And so this one still is in that dramatic area, yeah. but there are hints at, you know, the Corel that... Not that we don't love the, the dramatic Corel, but I do miss a little bit of the funny Corel. I, I do, I have to say. <laughs> and so, uh, but no, it's really good. Uh, the the performance capture scenes are fa- they're just fascinating. They're so cool. Like when the, when if a doll dies, it just freezes up as if... Kind of like when Andy walks back in the room in Toy Story. They, like they just, just they just freeze like that, you know. So they just freeze up and stuff. But yeah, it's great, and, and all the scenes take place in like World War, uh, I think it's World War Two because there's Nazis yeah. and stuff. Um, but no, it's Krell's great. Zemeckis is great. Uh, I will say I didn't feel bad bringing my flux because without ruining too much, you get a very direct in your face homage to Back to the Future. <laughs> I won't tell you what it is. Uh, and like uh, Alan Silvestri's score is oh, he's is very Back to the Future. He just kind of keep it with Ready Player One earlier this year. That's right. Yeah. Um, just if you like Zemeckis, you're gonna love this thing. Oh, good! And so you know, call it call it uh, conflict of interest. I don't give a shit, um, but I enjoyed it. So I'm at three and a half stars on that. Three one and a half stars for Welcome yeah. to Marwin. All right, let's get to the interviews for Mary Poppins, and then you can review that. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's go from the the smaller interviews to the bigger ones. All right. So uh, why well, I even say smaller one? This guy won an Oscar for Best Picture, so I can't really say small. It's true. We'll start with the director. His name's Rob Marshall. And what you're not going to see is because it's right before they turn the cameras on. Is I told him that uh, my wife was belting Chicago. That's what he won. Oh, he, yeah. And so I said <laughs> my wife was belting Chicago uh, last night before I flew here. He goes, "Oh yeah, did you get a little tensed up when she uh, started singing? He had it coming, like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> you know, just a tad." <laughs> so here is uh, Rob Marshall. Absolute pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, Jimmy. I- I've been talking with all the the cast today, and I said, you know, what kind of got you excited about it? What you know, kn- you knew that this was going to be something next level, and they said it was because of you. Oh wow! <laughs> and they said because you had this fascination with this universe. Mm. What is your fascination with the Mary Poppins universe? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it became. It started when I saw it when I was a child. It was the first film I saw. I was four years old. Wow. 
And I, I don't know. It's the magic of the world of <laughs> of that world um, that she brings, that Mary Poppins brings. You know, um, the joy, maybe the music, the dance, the wonder, the fantasy of it all. Yeah. Um, it was. It sort of lived so deep inside me for so many years. And so when they asked me to do this, I was of course immediately daunted by the task. <laughs> Because how do you do that? But at the same time, I thought if anybody's going to do it, I want to be that one to do it. I want to, <laughs> sure. I want to, in a way, protect the first film and treat it beautifully, and and also usher the the spirit of that first film into something new—a whole new story, a whole new musical. Yeah, you speak of the spirit of the film, and that's how it is. Like in the first fifteen seconds, I was like, "This is a Mary Poppins sequel." Wow, like it's, you're right into that universe, almost like you know, you, you hit pause and hit play and keep going. You know? Oh, that makes me so happy. Thank you, because it was all about trying to like launch us and get us into. <laughs> that world yeah well you did it perfectly and I'm curious like what was the like the hardest challenge to keep that tone going I guess it was the balancing act of how much to work from the first film and how much to sort of not mm -hmm. you know and um, I, I knew it's something you could abuse just much too quickly you know you could like <laughs> take a left turn and go whoa this is not right or it's too much or it's overkill yeah. um, so I just used my gut my yeah. honestly my gut uh, my barometer or sort of my taste you know is <laughs> sort of like how much how much can we we here we've earned it it's okay we do it here you know like when Mary makes her entrance into the house for the first time we hear a little bit of spoonful of sugar and then we don't hear it for a long time because <laughs> sure. our score is so strong yeah. you know so it was it was finding those places to do it in a very strategic way one thing that I was talking with the cast too is you know the the costumes the props the sets everything is just magical on this oh, movie oh wow uh, if you could take one prop home with you what would oh, you take oh gosh because they all took something <laughs> they did? That's what they said. <laughs> I want it back. Well, the umbrella. I mean, the umbrella. We had yeah. this fantastic animatronic umbrella <laughs> that two people were working. One person was working the, the, the words, the okay. mouth, and one person was working the eyes and the head movement. They were there working. I mean, it was incredible. I really wanted to keep it as sort of authentic as possible for us watching, but also for the kids, yeah. too, so they can interact with it in a very real way. Yeah. I always try and keep it as real as I possibly sure. can, and then add, you know, use CGI when I when I need to. And then my favorite, because you have a great musical background, and uh, one of my favorite questions to ask everybody, because I think it tells a lot about a person, is what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I haven't been to a karaoke bar and I don't even know how long. Gosh. Um, I mean, think if I, if, I don't know if I've even ever done it before. Uh oh, well, I know what you, you know why? Night. You know why? I'll tell you why. I was a performer and sang on stage for so many years. It's like, I, that, I sort of put that aside. Maybe I need to go and sing something soon. They're waiting for you. Absolute pleasure to meet Thank you. you. Nice to Thank meet you. So you. Much. Great to meet you too. I, I tell you, if, if I were even a, an Oscar-winning director and somebody came to me and said, you're going to do a sequel to Mary Poppins, I'd go, nope. Well, that's the thing. Too much pressure. I asked all the people uh, the question. I think one may have been off camera, but I said, you know, what got you so excited about this? And they all said Rob Marshall because he is a fanatic of Mary Poppins. Oh. And, see, and he, he said he heard that they were going to do it, and he's like, well, if somebody's basically going to fuck it up, let, let it be me at least because at least I'll get a shot. Because he's a fan, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that's so. why Guillermo del Toro should do the Haunted Mansion Hell movie. yes. So uh, who do we have next? Uh, it's, uh, do you have Emily Mortimer and yeah. Ben, how do you say his last name, something Shaw? Uh, oh, God, what is it? Um, I've got to find it real fast. But he is actually, if you don't recognize the name, he is uh, Q in all the new James Bond movies. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Uh, well, and I just love Emily Mortimer. Oh, she, Ben, sorry, Ben Whishaw. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Emily Mortimer. She's got that face where you recognize all the movies, but she's never the leading role. She's never the leading role, but she's always one of the best actresses in, in everything that she does. Yeah. She's, she's someone that you need to look up. I fell in love with her, and I mean fell in love with her, <laughs> with uh, The Newsroom. 
Oh, I, I've never seen it. Was uh, it's a TV series on HBO. It's the one with Jeff Daniels. With Jeff Daniels. Yeah. And what a great show. Was, uh, I, I call it my liberal porn show. <laughs> but uh, she was on it, and I just, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. Yeah. She's just like, oh, she's wonderful. She's I, great. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Let's go. It's an absolute pleasure to meet both of you. This movie is fantastic. Um, my question is, uh, first, is when you got the roles, was there a moment when you got that weight on your shoulders, you're like, this is going to be, like, a massive movie, like, next level? I don't think I've quite realized that <laughs> until now, until <laughs> doing this press, because I've never experienced anything like sure. um, how fascinated people are in 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 the film that I've I've been in and so it's amazing to be a part of of this kind of enormous <laughs> thing um, but I think at the time of course there was a huge amount of pressure because of of how much we all felt the original movie was so perfect and yeah. how can you kind of yeah. better perfection but we were very much protected from from the kind of negative uh, fearful feelings by Rob Marshall, yeah. our director, because he just, he had so much courage and so much enthusiasm and so little cynicism about the whole endeavor. Mm. And he was so intelligent about it all at all times that you just sort of felt safe and 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 just happy to be there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was fearful <laughs> because I didn't want to, I really didn't want to be in something that was a blot on the history of this <laughs> wonderful thing that people have adored for decades. But yeah, very quickly, once we read the script and once we heard the songs and once we met the cast, it sort of started to feel okay and yeah. like we were going to be okay. <laughs> Especially yeah. for a film like this, uh, the costumes are fantastic. The props are out of control. It just, everything's so just fascinating with it. If you could take one of those props off that set and put it in your own personal collection, what would you take? I do have a fondness for the new carpet bag, which I think is an improvement on the original yes. carpet bag. It's, it's a true. very good design. I don't know who designed that bag. I think Sandy Powell must have designed it. I think it she must have To done. have gone matched Emily's thing outfit. wardrobe, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it has the look of a Sandy. It looks like something Sandy would, would carry, wear, which yeah. is um, always amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you got the carpet bag. What are you taking back home? I, I think I'll take. If he's got the carpet bag, I'll take the parrot. The the, the parrot umbrella. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then my last question is: uh, Did you guys actually go back? I mean, we've probably all seen Mary Poppins before, but did you go back and even like look at the performances of the children and kind of learn about mannerisms of, of what they did, or just kind of just went on your own? Yeah, I think that the the there was a temptation to go back and look at the mannerisms of the kids in the first movie, and then very quickly I decided that that was sort of a high thing to nothing and it was just going to scare me and because how could you possibly sort of copy the mannerisms of a child and imagine how those mannerisms would have changed into adulthood sure. um, it was just too much um, gotcha. but but I think I felt very intrigued by what it would be like to be the grown-up child of the parents from yeah. the original movie because they are such extraordinary characters sure. and they're so funny and odd and um uh, eccentric, and so I think that that was where I got my inspiration from. Was just imagining, uh, imagining being their kid. Gotcha. Hmm. Did you go back and look at anything? Yeah, I watched it again. I watched it for the first time in I don't know twenty odd years, thirty odd years, thirty odd years. So it was amazing to see. Uh, and I agree with with them. It was most useful in a way to watch 
what David Tomlinson was doing yeah. mm. um, and what Glynis Johns did mm. and um, to, yeah, to think about uh, how Michael might have become his father. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. The film is perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Thank you. There we are, Ben and Emily. Now, if you're listening to this, I want you to rewind it back because if you recognize Ben's voice for a little bit, it's kind of fun. He is the voice of the new live action films, Paddington. Oh, he's Paddington. He's Paddington. Oh. <laughs> when you go back and actually listen to it, you're like, holy that shit, is it's totally Paddington. It's Paddington. Now that you say that. <laughs> he's okay. got like an old man, just like you want to hang out and have a cup of tea with voice. Yes, I would. So so here we go. I don't know which one's bigger, but I'll, I'll leave the title card to the last one. It's hard to say who's bigger, but yeah, maybe they're both huge. Lin-Manuel just a little bit right now because of Hamilton. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> should we go with Lin first? I don't know. Uh, it's up to you. Let's save Mary for last. Let's do. All right. <laughs> so we'll go to Lynn Mel Miranda, uh, the the individual who I've interviewed twice now, because the other one was from Moana. He seems like a nice guy. One of the nicest guys. And side note, if you if you uh, when you're done with this episode, go to YouTube real fast and type in Billy on the Streets with Lynn Mel Miranda. I just watched that the Holy other day. Shit. I just watched that. Uh, fantastic. And then, uh, but yeah, my the one of the anchors over at KSL cannot stand that I've now interviewed him twice because <laughs> she's very very jealous. Too bad. <laughs> Here he is, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's an absolute pleasure to see you again. This movie is pure Disney magic, and you just add to it. Uh, I'm curious, before either, was there a moment before going on set or even just getting the script that you knew that it was going to be like the next level? I think once I started, I think the first conversation with Rob I knew because I realized, oh, this guy is actually the biggest fan of the original. And that's <laughs> the smartest thing Disney could have done is hire the biggest fan because it's such a love letter to the first one. Um, you know, I, I sort of heard the story, read the script, and then I went back and watched the first movie, and I was like, oh, literally everything in it is a touchstone and a love letter to that first film. One of my favorite things ever are Cockney accents, and yours is fantastic, and it's great, because it's, it's, uh, it's very subtle, and I always say, like, you never go full Cockney. Like that. Yeah, so, that's right, I agree. <laughs> Cockney or Boston, those are the two. Exactly. Those are the two that are tough. Uh, how long did it take you to kind of get the accent down? To, to oh, it was every day on set, and yeah. I was chained to my dialect coach, uh, Sandra Butterworth, who was so wonderful and such a gem, and made it fun and stress-free. It wasn't, you know, because, you know, we're still scrutinizing Dick Van Dyke's accent 54 <laughs> years later, so Hello. I, she was able to get all of that out of my head, and we just had so much fun just sort of constructing it together. Sure. Of like, who is this guy, and when is he from? Not just what part of London, but 1930s, and yeah. listening to music from that era, and that was that was my way in. Speaking of Dick Van Dyke, like, was there a, a slight level of intimidation knowing that he was going to be on set? Oh, no, of... nothing but joy. Yeah. And honestly, I sort of, when I talked to him on set, I, I talked Broadway with him, because <laughs> my first big break was playing uh, Conrad Birdie in the sixth grade play, and nice. he was, you know, in the original company of Bye Bye Birdie, sure. so I was asking about Cheetah Rivera, and what he <laughs> Eight on two show days. Um, that was my way in. One of the greatest things in this movie are the costumes and the props. And like, and I always love asking people if you could take one thing away from the set for your own personal. Oh, I did. Uh -oh. I stole. I stole the coin I give the balloon lady at the end of the film. It was this cool old King George coin. Awesome. Um, and it's like size of my hand, uh, and that went in my pocket at the end of the day. Perfect. <laughs> if you could choose one of your childhood favorite movies to have a sequel, what would you choose? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I always wondered what happened to Jennifer Connelly and the Goblin King at the end of the Labyrinth. Um, and um, I, you know, they made direct-to-video sequels of all of my favorite Disney <laughs> movies. So I, I, I have all my answers there, uh, all my questions there are answered. But yeah, but Labyrinth too, I'd be down for that. Labyrinth is great. And then uh, last time we spoke, and it's a question I ask everybody, 
and I think it tells a lot about a person. And you're, it's uh, what is your go-to karaoke song? And you said it was a total eclipse of the heart. Yeah. Is it still total eclipse of the heart? I don't think I've sung karaoke since I spoke to you last, so I <laughs> guess technically, yeah. You're still sitting in the But queue. now I've got some poppin' songs in my repertoire that I could sort of, you know, pull out. Perfect. Absolute <laughs> pleasure meeting you, man. Or Thank not you so meeting you, but seeing you again. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're just a nice, nice guy. Not even Billy can corrupt him. Exactly. <laughs> Now, there you go. Emily Blunt, My who, God. who uh, when I heard she turned down the role of the Black Widow in the Avengers movies, I, oh, I was right. very sad uh, because I thought she'd be perfect. But she would be good. You know, Scarlet's handling it. Okay. Scarlet uh, does a great job. Didn't we think she could have been Miss Marvel, too? That way, yeah. Yeah. I, she was, you know, I, I keep her in mind for a lot of stuff. Brie will be fine. Yes, she will. <laughs> uh, Emily Blunt. Yeah. Uh, my favorite Hollywood couple of all time, I think. You know, I think I can't think of a better one. Like they're the one. Well, right back now. in the day, we always thought Chris Pratt and Anna Faris. Yeah. Well, I liked them until it just got weird. Yeah. But these are the ones that are like you can tell they don't take shit seriously. You can tell they just fuck with each other all the time. Yeah. I didn't know that they lived across the street from Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, really? And they pull pranks on each other every fucking holiday. Oh, Jesus. So like, I just like I want to be a part of that group. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hang out with you guys. <laughs> well, here she is, and she's playing Mary Poppins, Emily yeah. Blunt. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you. You too. Thank you. This film is perfection. Oh, and, good. And in the first thirty seconds, I'm like. It's Mary Poppins. There's no, there's nothing wrong with this at all. Um, I'm curious when you got that phone call. Like, how do they say like, you're in? It's you. Um, <laughs> well, I kind of had a feeling that something rather sort of major was coming down the pipe because <laughs> Rob, who is a friend of mine, I work with him on Into the Woods, left a very sort of charged voicemail, uh, and so I had a feeling it was going to be something quite big. And when he called me, I was just so stunned because. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect, and and just the iconic nature of the character yeah. just sort of hits you between the eyeballs. And <laughs> but yet I was really excited to take her on because she's so such a delicious, amazing character. You know, just so I was I I, I allowed the fear to subside and just the joy to sort of carry me through, yeah. really. Earlier this year, we got to see you be as quiet as you could be. There you go. And now you're belting it out. I know. <laughs> so. No song and dance numbers in a quiet place. No. Mar you, Mary Poppins would have died. It'd been 30 yeah. seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, is one more intimidating than the other to do it in front of a camera? I think probably, I realized with Mary Poppins Returns, it was sort of, it requires you to be like a triple threat of being yeah. able to act and sing and dance and sort of combine all of them and make it look like nothing, you know. Yeah. So I would say the prep on Mary Poppins helped a lot because we were just weeks and weeks of rehearsing and workshopping and so that it was very much in my bones by the time we, yeah. you know, started shooting. <laughs> One of the most fascinating things about this film is just the set designs, costumes, oh God, props. Yeah. Uh, if you could take one prop with you home, what would you take? I did take one of the umbrellas, not the animatronic one. They wouldn't give me that one. Is Disney calling the cops right now? Are you? No, no, they, okay. I think they know. <laughs> uh -oh. Or I've just got the prop master, Alex, in massive trouble, but yeah. If you could choose one of your favorite childhood movies to have a sequel, what would you choose? I don't know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Dick Van Dyke would reprise his Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Ooh, role. That'd be cool. But he's got to do it, though. The car has to stay the same, though. I know. <laughs> be one of those. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. One of, your, one of my favorite things you do, and it's one of my favorite things in the world, I've seen you do it multiple times, are fake puke takes. Oh, God, those <laughs> fake puke takes. That was like me when I was doing the arrival sequence. <laughs> yeah. It was like lots of puke. Have you seen... Um, 
Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell do the nauseous waiter. Of course. It's one of the funniest things. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I've seen you do it too, and I was curious if you could deliver one Mary Poppins line with a fake puke take. No, I can't. Because <laughs> she's practically perfect. She doesn't puke. She doesn't but, puke. But neither do they. What the nauseous waiters? Her. She doesn't. She doesn't even. She doesn't even do that. That's not her thing. She's never like that. Would be like a weakness, which she'd be baffled by. You or know? powerful because she keeps it down. All right. <laughs> she suppresses all. All right. And one question I like to ask everybody, though, because uh, I think it tells a lot about a person. What is your go-to karaoke song? I am partial to a little try a little tenderness, Otis Redding. Ooh, but fancy. I have to be very drunk for it. <laughs> Just to hit that when he starts going crazy at the end with all that crazy stuff he does at the end. Is that the whole point of karaoke? Let <laughs> loose. Right? What's yours? Uh, actually, uh, America, Neil Diamond. Really? Yeah. Go on, do a bit. Well, you start first. <laughs> no, you start. See, it's not fun, is it? Where you're like, dance, dance. I did actually uh, open for Neil Diamond. In, you didn't. I did. At a, you at a, did? I did, yeah. At Salt Lake City concert. Good evening, Salt Lake City. Awesome. All right. Absolutely thanks, dude. Seeing you. Take care. Okay. Yeah. Now, I can't wait to hear what you think of this movie because uh, I've, I've read a few reviews. Okay. And uh, they're mostly positive. Yep. Um, I, again, a daunting task. Yeah. Well, you for, talk for everybody involved. You you talk about certain characters like you know I would I don't feel or uh, I'd never want to be the guy who does Han Solo. I'd never want to be the guy who does that next role. You know, even yeah. James Bond to a degree. Yeah, you know? exactly. And Mary Poppins is up there. Oh, because first of all, we've never had a different one. Yeah, it's always been Julie Andrews, and it's always you know, and it, I swear it's like it was almost like Paddington over in like England. Like it's like that it's, big a deal. It's that big a deal. And yeah. so, we, so I'm, I was like, all right. And I've never been like a huge like fanatic of Mary Poppins. I love it, but like you know, and so I'm, I was willing to obviously mm-hmm. give it a chance, as I pretty much do with anything. And in the first thirty seconds, I just go, "Fuck, this they, is the Mary Poppins." They did movie. it. It's this Mary, is the Mary Poppins. It's Mary movie. Poppins movie. And like the, from the score to like they just do like that classic Disney font over like the like the um, just drawings of you know animated drawings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And just, and they're going through the overture of like all like Mary Poppins like like that. Oh my god. And the second, and then Lin Manuel gets the first, you know, uh, uh, musical number, and then then you know some things happen. But then Mary comes from the sky, and I'm like, that's fucking Mary Poppins. Yeah. And like if anybody has a problem with this, they can kiss my ass. You know, like, parrot, you know? <laughs> parrot head handle on her. Oh my uh, god. On her uh, umbrella. Yep. And that's the first thing I noticed too is that like you know like, they did some very. If you ever seen like look up some back to the uh, behind the scenes things on the original Mary Poppins, some of the mm-hmm. things they were doing because like just the technology wasn't there. Yeah. But they had to figure it out. But now we got the technology. So now, not only do they use today's technology, but it made it classical feeling. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't look... Oh, good. It doesn't look... You know, I don't want to start dogging on prequels or anything, but it doesn't have that digital feel to it. Like, you Well, know. and that's what, that was my concern, because, yeah. you know, when you when you see, like, the classic scene of Dick Van Dyke dancing with those penguins, those are... Those are hand-drawn, animated, uh, you know, two-dimensional penguins. And yep. I was like, I, I was concerned we were going to get the penguins from Madagascar or some shit. There's a part where they tran- they basically transport to this bowl. I wouldn't really get into it. I don't want to ruin things. But, and they do dance with two-dimensional cartoons. I don't know about hand-drawn because it's just nowadays. But, well, yeah. But, but it's not it, like, it's not well, Pixar animation. It's no, not, it's, it's 2D animation. It's got to be that 2D animation. Yep, they do that. Um, you know, she's great. Lin-Manuel's great. Uh, Dick Van Dyke shows up for like maybe a minute at the most but it's, it's just perfect for it in there uh but like but the one complaint i've heard and i completely disagree with it and, and then there's a reason i well i agree and i disagree the songs aren't as catchy as the original 
Now, let's pause and wait for a second, because the original's been around for how long? 40, yeah. 50 years? We've had a chance to memorize those. This movie's not even fucking out yet. Exactly. So really, you don't know if it's catchy or not. And two, why don't you give it 40 or 50 years to see if it has that catchy, you know, that's all catchy because you grew up on it. like that. So the kids of nowadays, I've always changed my perception on certain things like that. Probably because of Lee, most of all, because when, you know, I don't like certain Star Wars. He's like, but those are my kids' Star Wars. That's what they grew up on. And I'm like, shit, that's a totally different way of looking at exactly. it. Exactly. So when I, you know, when I started watching this Mary Poppins and putting my, like, viewpoint, in, you know, point of view in that sense, I'm like, I guarantee you a lot of kids are going to go see this movie. They don't know who Julie Andrews is. I, I encountered a couple of kids uh, the other day who had never heard of Mary Poppins. Sure. And, you know, I, but now I, they're going to know because I had tickets to the premiere to this thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you want Mary Poppins? Mm. What's Mary Poppins? I don't know. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. I, but like, you know, what if they see it and they love it? This is their Mary Poppins. Yeah. And, and I've seen both now and I think she's a fabulous, you know, I, you want to call it replacement? Sure. Because, you know, Julie's not putting the, <laughs> grabbing the umbrella and going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> so uh, I absolutely adored it. Uh, you know, some things could have been tightened up a little bit. And I don't know if it's absolutely perfect, but I'm, God, I'm kind of having a day. Three and a half stars. Wow. So I think three and a half down the row. <laughs> There's a lot of good shit out there right now. It really is. Like Kat and I were just downtown, and we drove past the Broadway Theater, and they've got that marquee on the front, mm-hmm. like old school style. And it's kind of funny because we keep getting our For Your Consideration screeners. And I was like, I have it. 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 I don't have that one. I've got pretty much that whole movie theater no, there, there is, And here's the thing is that there's so much good shit in the theaters out there right now. I wonder, can anybody win? You know? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll... Yeah, I guess we didn't really talk about Mortal Engines. Oh no, you you might. Well, we did. I think we did last week. <laughs> did you know. you? Oh man, what a turd! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> talk about Star Wars! Holy <laughs> shit! How did Peter Jackson let that go? It is. It totally just ripped from the page. That's what I hear. It's bad. That's what I hear. It starts off so good and it just n- nosedives. Yeah. Well, and that's too bad. But uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's all. That's going to be all of my interviews for 2018. Oh. I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood, give Jimmy Martin a rest. <laughs> well, I was looking actually, like I said, looking at this collage of pictures, and uh, I think yeah. my first one this year was Paddington too. And it was like January 4th. So I think you're right. I might be jumping back in the saddle more I'm sooner than I think. Geekshowpodcastarchive.com. Yeah. You can find out. Uh, way to go, Jimmy. Thank good, you. A good 2018 for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> next year I'll be platinum. All right. We're going to start calling him <laughs> Platinum Jimmy. Woo! All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks.